flow coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack pack from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. Seventh of December, two thousand twenty-three, and this is hopefully still your favorite crypto technological breakfast brunch news show. Secret Squirrel here, the introducer. Gonna hand it over to B Bands, who's gonna GM Bruce and probably Robo, and we'll see where it goes from there. Have a good show. Good morning, Bruce. How you doing? Good morning, Bevans. Guess I'm what? doing just great. My, that was some lovely music. It's I my really birthday. Love it. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. Yeah, almost, almost Happy 40. birthday. You're 40. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Bevans. Congratulations, right? Yeah. I'm just starting my second you act. Did I did it. I made it. I started my second act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who else who else we got here who is chris from flip spread some vitamin hey robo tells me to open up a space right but yeah he's not here who the hell does he think he is i don't even know <laughs> i don't know you know him you know how he is <laughs> how's your week been oh it's been nice some working some time with the family for holidays Met my new little niece for the first time. Oh, how old is she? Month? Days? She's uh, six, six months. Six months. Aww. So um, did you leave Sweet. out of town for, for, to see family? Or did family come into town? Or you guys all live in the same? So I, leaved, I left for town, out of town. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, spent like three days with them. How far? Nice. How far is your family coming? Oh, it's not that. It's like an hour or something. I will travel to home to my parents. That's but not Denmark too bad. Is a very, no, Denmark is a very small country. It <laughs> takes like four hours to travel across. So you can meet somebody on the other side of Denmark, fall in love, and it's still able to like keep a keep a relationship going because it's only four hours. <laughs> That's not bad. Absolutely, but that you, is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, but that also that's a long distance relationship in Denmark, right? A four-hour drive. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Small country, not so many people. What are we? Six million or something? Very friendly overall. Morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning, B bands. What's up, Bruce? Man, good to see y'all. Hey, Hope Chris. you're enjoying the holiday. 
absolutely. Long time no speak, man. How's everything going, Chris? It's good. Just busy. Been crazy. Moved uh, to Louisville uh, in October and started a new job. And just been it's been hectic ever since between work and NFTs. And then my wife is in Mexico. She went home to see her family for the first time in the year. So a lot of it was kind of scrounging up at the end of the year, trying to find money to pay for that trip and get her down there. And excited she'll be back this Friday. So she got to spend Christmas with her family, which is cool. That's awesome. That's, that's cool. You should, she'll be coming home soon. I'm sure you miss her a lot. Yeah, it was kind of a weird holiday. It's the first time that since we've been together that we didn't spend Christmas together. But at the same time, I mean, you know how it is. If you live in a different country, you want to be able to go home and see him. So I was excited for her. But yeah, she'll be back this weekend. We got to do family stuff here uh, that was kind of delayed, <clears throat> waiting for different people to get back into town. Yeah, yeah. So um, I love my mother-in-law so much. She is the sweetest, most kindest person in the world. But she always gets me like nail things to like do my nails. I don't like doing my nails. I want other people to do my nails. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to sit there and put acrylic wrap and, and file my nails and do that because I'm a spoiled brat. I want somebody else to do it. So every time she buys it for me, like I end up not trying it. So this time she bought me this whole huge set. I even have like a drill and stuff. I'm going to have to like at least try Can't it. Go- Put it just, on. I'm gonna look ridiculous, and I'm, I'm gonna look like I went to war. <laughs> okay. Just bring it to the place where you get your nails done and get a discount. Can you do that? I'm sure you've never been to a nail salon, so you know for sure that that's not happening. The, the, the only thing that they're asking you is, um, so I mean, honestly, like. That's not happening. So I'm gonna have to try. I'm gonna have to give it a give it a whirl. See what happens. Look a little ridiculous, maybe, but hey, whatever. It is what it is. It's my birthday, so I'm not gonna do it today because I don't want that to happen on my birthday. But maybe another day. <laughs> oh, today's your birthday. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, it's the big four zero. That's why I'm super excited. So I'm happy. So what? Why the fuck are you hanging out with our with us on your birthday, pants? Because you guys are the people I like. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. It's so much easier to come in here and hang out with you guys. <laughs> it is. It is. So how was your Christmas, pants? With uh, with your no kid and everything. Yeah, it was good. We got him, you know, we got, hold on one second. Hold on. So I just invited you up, Poraburu. Welcome to come up and join. So did you just work for Christmas, Chris? What's that, I Bruce? was just asking if you just worked all Christmas. Not really. I had a couple of days off, um, but it's a new job. So, you know, I didn't have that much vacation accrual in, in a month. Um, I could have taken some days, but honestly, everyone here was on vacation. So just being here in the building was like completely dead. So it wasn't anything difficult. It was like, well, and for the most part, we can work remote too. So I kind of did some remote days, um, came in a day or two to just 
you know, kind of get settled in, get stuff moved around and had a few things I needed to do in the office. But yeah, so I worked a little bit, but not really doing much, honestly. Yeah, I didn't mean to make this a recorded space. So just FYI, everybody, I wish I could unrecord it <laughs> just because I like unrecorded spaces better. <laughs> <Unrecorded>. <laughs> um. So did you guys see what happened with Lavana? Yeah, I just. Yep. I don't know. So what exactly happened with that? Something to do with Osmo Pool and Lavana? I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, guys, but things keep happening. Strange <laughs> things keep happening. I'm just saying. The man's called it. Sometimes you just got to take first, your coins and go. You don't first put them they rug your space. Now they rug the space. See, that's what happens when you're not nice. You send those vibrations out. You don't show up on someone's face. Liquidity pools get fucked up. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you claiming responsibility for this? Uh, yeah, you're too poor for that. You guys can definitely see all my activity on chain. You can see how <laughs> poor I am. <laughs> I lost it all on the first, the, the first, the first time, the first time around. Sounds like you should be using secret so we can't see what's going on in your wallet. I mean, people are pretty nosy, so they're going to do what they're going to do, whether or not you, like, try to hide or not. You know what I mean? Like, you got Ray Raspberry. He probably knows the color of some of these, like, projects. They take a shit. He probably knows the color of it. That's how far up their ass he is. <laughs> That's how much he knows. So believe me, if somebody wants to find me, they're going to find me. Hey, Tank, how are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. What's new? What's new? You got anything you want to share about your holidays? I'm just doing or... dishes and getting ready to clean up all this big old mess from the holidays, you know. And you know he doesn't use dishwashers. I don't, actually. I'm doing it by hand right now. <laughs> That's why I keep meeting myself. Tank fact number 298. He does not like dishwashers. I believe in manual labor. See, not me. I, I love dishwashers. I wish I, I saw the Mr. Crypto's R Us. He posted on, on, on X that he has two dishwashers. He looks two. like the kind of person that has two dishwashers. What do you mean? Like wealthy or lazy? Well, you know, you saw his, <laughs> well, he's wealthy now. Well, I think that's where it's coming. Did you see his Solana? Uh, he said it was the best one. It was like just recently his, his Solana trip. Yes. I was like, oof, dang. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but they wouldn't like to think they weren't letting him take the money out or something. Or... Yeah, that's kind of. Well, I think that's that's kind of normal, though. Like you can only go up to certain amounts, right? Like I get it. Stop being a winner and take your money. God. So I got I got so I got sick over yeah. the holidays, which sucked. Super sucked. Anybody else get sick? Doesn't sound like it. Yes, I'm, I, I've been sick. Oh, really? Yeah, I must have got. Was My it like uh, was the like cold? Dude, I just, Rug. it's like sinus, like I just got this cough and like sinus drainage is horrible. And it doesn't go away for three weeks. Yeah, like okay. I feel fine. I just can't stop coughing like a freaking addict or something. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, dude. That's what I got back in October around the time of uh, NFT Nashville. As soon as I moved up here, I got that, dude. And it lingered for three weeks. I felt fine, but it just uh, wouldn't go away. I'm going to put a lot of boogers on people today during jujitsu. That's all I know. A lot of boogers. <laughs> oh, gross. Gross, gross, gross. Oh, wow. It's not the good. It's not, you guys know, too. It's not the good boogers. When you're sick like that, it's it's like that drainage. You're going to be like over your opponent and like a little bit of water is going to drip like from your nose onto their neck. And they're going to think that it's just like saliva. Like you actually <laughs> drooled on <Yeah>. them. <laughs> It'll be just a little slimy, though, so they'll know. That's not sweat. That's not sweat. <laughs> it's almost impossible, though, to have a, a match with someone and not get sweat dripped in your mouth at some point. Oh, dude. You get, yeah. Some of my, I have a joke. Some of my training partner, you know how it is. It sounds so, sounds so gay. But uh, I'm, uh, six, six, we're like basically brothers. We're basically brothers. Like I, I roll with these, a couple of guys that are just sweaters. Love these guys to death. But I swear, whenever you roll with them, you just know you're going to catch a whole bunch of sweat in places that it should not be like you yeah. just know it and it's disgusting but you do kind of get mentally used to it yeah it's funny because they'll apologize mid-roll i'm like just shut up and keep rolling just shut up don't talk about it just keep going yeah we, we've been in this for five years now like i know this is coming like you don't have to apologize every time because it just it makes it worse yeah yeah it does it does make it worse <laughs> They're like, like I wasn't even thinking off. about it until you apologized. I was ignoring it. Now you've acknowledged it. So remember Fight Club when um uh, when he gets you know the guy comes downstairs and he's trying to kick him out of his you know of the basement and stuff and then he like you know he beats the shit out of Brad Pitt and then Brad Pitt like drools all over. He's like you don't know where I've been. You don't know where I've been. That's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. And yet I pay to go do that just about every week, <laughs> every day. <laughs> I pay people to go do that. Mm -mm. Sounds like a king. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've kind of I've kind of come to terms with that. I think I have a, a fetish of some sort. So what's going on in the markets and stuff? Does anybody have anything they want to share? I mean, we already, I already talked about Levana messing up the little pool thing if anybody oh no tell me about that. that i know you already talked about that but i wanted to no just stay quick. away but like tell me what happened they, they they you can't open up any more positions and Levana like shut down their like um Levana and osmo pool because of like how how um how fast osmo went up in price and Levana like couldn't cover it so they like stopped the pool it's but they had like two billion we have 170 billion in transactions, guys. You look at us, you know, and then how, how, I don't know. <laughs> and it's all because, it's all because they got added over in, in Asia to an exchange. The price just shot up. That's hilarious. And you're a perpetual and you can't cover it. Yeah, that's pretty, ugh. where's all the, where's Sorry, all the supporters guys, the that were just, just out there? The math Everybody just isn't mathing. Yeah, the math. you guys did math. <laughs> Numbers. Like you guys are really good at math. <laughs> oh man, these guys that try to teach people perpetuals and, and and life and finances and for some reason their shit doesn't work. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've not used Levana um, at all. I, I haven't remember, either. Like, I think I got their NFT back on Terra Luna, 
and before the UST DPEG, but that's been like years ago. Well, I mean, they don't have a. Somebody asked me in uh, or asked in our Discord, and I was like, to be honest, I don't touch Lavana. And you know, like I was approached, I like got that mass email like everybody else. I was like, I look, if you're gonna geoblock me, why would I? Why would you? What? I like, I just don't even want to. I don't want to touch it. You don't want me to touch it. I don't. I'm not gonna touch it then. Like, and, and then how, also, how, how do you expect me to make videos of it when you literally just geoblock me? You want me to like go out there and commit a crime and then show everybody I'm committing crimes? Like what? <laughs> yeah, go go pump our uh, platform that you got to use a VPN to get on, and then you know you go tell Americans to come try it out. Yeah, yeah. Brent, yeah. how you doing this morning? How was your How was your holiday? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. It was awesome. Uh, first time hosted. First time me and my brother were together in like fifteen years. First one for my kid, so a lot of firsts went really good. So, what did you guys do? Did you guys play like board games and stuff like that, or just hang out and? No, chill? we really just hang was out. It like a, did you guys have like things to do? No, we were all just hanging out and catching up, really, because it was the first time a lot of us is like my family's actually been together in in a very long time. So it was a lot of catching up. My brother came with his kids. All the kids were playing. Um, my wife's parents uh, were there, my in-laws. So it was just a really nice day of everyone hanging out, talking, and eating a lot of food. Hey, did anybody have an awkward moment? I like, I like hearing these stories in Christmas. Did anybody have an awkward moment where you're like, ooh, fuck? Yes, unfortunately, I did. My one cousin was invited, but she didn't come. And then she tried to tell my other cousin that my wife didn't tell her. And there's a group chat with all the information in it. So I'm kind of like, Lauren, the, the group chat says it's right here. And she's like, well, she only told me this morning and then, or uh, yesterday. And then my other cousin was like, yeah, she told me yesterday, too. This was kind of like your choice. So that was my awkward moment. I mean, Ooh, I didn't have an awkward awesome. moment, but but Mr. Mr. B Bands did. He forgot to get me a present for Christmas, but everybody else Ooh. got their presents, so he made up for it and gave me a birthday present today. No, you can hear over the background right now. <laughs> trying to justify myself. I'm gonna mute every time we talk. He's over there. Hey, don't be, don't be bringing that up. <laughs> My wife's birthday is on the 14th, so I have to do double duty too. So I I, I got to make sure she has a gift on both ends. Yeah, I got one today. Um, today's my birthday, so I got he gave me a beautiful uh, bracelet. He's like, oh shit, happy birthday, Yeah, happy, happy, birthday, B bands. Everybody, because it's my favorite day. I'm telling everybody because it's my favorite day. So you guys who have been here already and know it's my birthday, I might say it a couple more times because I am my birthday head. I love my birthday. You deserve happy it birthday, on your birthday. You can say it a million times. Yeah, happy birthday. Hey, Jay Smiles, what's new? How you doing? Hey, you know, nothing really new. Uh, I mean, well, I guess it's kind of new. Actually, I haven't talked to you guys in a long time. I got a new job that I'm starting on the second, so that's, I guess, exciting. Do you what are you doing? doing? What's the new job? Uh, it's uh, insulation, so it'll be fun. I'm getting hired. I'm hired on as, like, a lead-in training, so... Making like what three dollars more than what I was making, so 
after working at this place for seven years and they didn't want to pay me shit. <laughs> there you go. That's the goal. Get me yep. more. Well, it's only yep. work one way, man. So you get more money, go somewhere else. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much. I well, I watched I mean it's been years of watching people not get money they deserve. But like the last few months I've been watching like my lead fight for money that he was never gonna get. And I was like, Well, if this guy's never gonna get it, I'm never gonna get the money. Yeah, and a lot of times there's a lot more money in other places instead of sitting there fighting for some shit that you know you're not gonna get. Good for you, man. That's yeah. good shit. I probably screwed myself too because I went into the I was I'm always nervous about interviews, so I went into the interview and you know they give you the paper, it says, What do you want to make? And I stupidly put the price and they were like, Absolutely. <laughs> you always put a little bit more and then you, you feel like, all right, I'm put a little bit more and then right. kind of like edge you down to like, you know, maybe just so yeah. what you wanted or maybe always go higher. Always, Honestly, always go higher. I had no experience in insulation, so I kinda was like you know, this is a decent price for my starting, I guess. So I kind of was, I thought I was shooting over, but when he was like, yeah, we'll pay you that, I was like, fuck. You know, I mean, but if you do a good job, I'm sure they'll, like, give you raises. They probably talked about, like, what their plans are for you. You know what I mean? So Yeah, exactly. So that was a good thing. He did say if I was to go to, like, the newer houses because i'm going to be doing like older houses so i will be in like attics which sucks i guess but if i had gone to the newer houses i wouldn't have made as much so i don't know if he was just saying that to make me feel better <laughs> oh no he's not lying no, maybe he, no he's not lying the newer houses are more efficient they have less shit but like the older houses is where all the work is so you go through where the work is yeah and the the fact that i'm getting hired as a lead in training i guess help too I'm excited for you. I can't wait to hear about your, your first days at work and stuff like that. I know. I yeah, won't be carrying hundreds and hundreds of pounds of granite anymore. So but that sounds like a plus. So did Dude, you have an offer? You might get you might get a little round on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I probably honestly I'm I'm a really skinny person in general, so carrying the granite helped me. So it's I will miss it. <laughs> well, you gonna be sweating up in the in the in the attics, man, during the summertime. So uh you better start eating a lot more. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, hey, hydrate, so they, hydrate, hydrate. Those addicts are rough. Lots of fluids. Yeah. yeah. Gotta get that liquid IV from Costco, bro. That's true, right? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they sell and uh, I think, actually, I think my uh, wife drinks it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a hydration thing. I drink the shit out of that thing. I, it's so bad, though, because I've never noticed, and i probably should have but i just realized just yesterday I was in costco i was like this fucking thing has a lot of sugar no wonder i love it like it's a lot of sugar in that damn thing dude we have it's enough costco sugar to finally. resurrect it's resurrect right. sugar it, it might not be actually the hydration it might just be me being high as hell thinking that it's working <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome we have a costco now so maybe maybe i'll have to go check it out so did you have a did you have an awkward moment during Christmas? Me? Uh, well, I sort of, like... Share, uh, it. Share Well, it. <laughs> yeah, what was it, Christmas Eve? 
we did our like brunch thing at my parents and then I thought it was a great idea to come home and do some mountain biking on my trails after some cocktails. And I hurt my finger really bad. <laughs> so you were you like throwing up and you like fell off your bike throwing up and you like broke your finger or like No, I just <laughs> fell doing something very simple, like literally just turning and like jam my finger pretty bad where I couldn't even like bend it. It's pretty decent now. I can at least bend it. But yeah, going to like other parties after that, I guess was it was awesome because everybody's looking at me. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna share my my awkward. My my in laws, <laughs> whatever whatever I go up, it's always I I know there's gonna be these moments every single time. It's it's without fail. Um, so little backstory to set the table. Uh, my uh in law, my wife's side of the family is very diverse. If you get what I'm saying, it's uh. It's a, a very cultured uh, family, uh, and and my sister in laws, other my sister in laws and my brother in laws, uh, other than one of them, have multiple babies from multiple different people uh, throughout. Like all of them, there's like I'm serious, guys. Uh, there's like when I go up there, I feel like people get added to the clan, like little babies get added to the clan every single year, and there's got to be at least like. 15 of these little fuckers are like and i love them i love them all like i say little fuckers but like literally yeah there's oh, like oh tang uh, no so like there there is, <laughs> there no, is. <laughs> but it is i'm like who's this who's this baby they're like oh that's my new baby i'm like oh goodness gosh um but anyway anyway uh and it, it the, the, the these backstories if you can imagine are always really entertaining and just, like, just trying to struggle to keep up with everybody's like origin stories of how they've like found themselves into the family is very interesting as well. I get very confused because I don't even know anymore. I'm getting older and I can't keep up with like who slept with who and whose babies, whose, whose baby is this? Like, I, I can't do it anymore. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, after like, I'm not joking after like it lost two hands on, on the double digits. I was just like, I don't know fucking who you are. Um, but anyway, there's this cute little girl and she's, she's my, we consider her, she's not really like by blood, and or by marriage anymore because my brother-in-law, I'm sorry, this is a long story, but you guys got to understand this. It's so funny. Um, my brother-in-law was dating this one chick who had babies by another dude that was uh, in jail uh, and like he's never getting out. And like when this baby, Cheyenne is her name, uh, was a baby, my brother-in-law, Dusty, was like the father figure growing up. So she knows him as daddy more than even like the baby daddy that's in jail, right? And that's even sketchy as hell because I'm always like, dude, you're going to come out of jail and whoop your ass. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so like, and then, and, like there's, and then and he has his kids with this chick and they're not together anymore. They're like, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, and she still comes around because, you know, he's daddy. But like, really, she's just kind of like leeching off, like the mom, is like allowing the kid kind of to sort of, cause my father-in-law is really well off to like leech off the family and be around. Uh, and like, she's never around anymore. So anyway, 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 so Cheyenne is her name. She's like five and she's, uh, she's a little slow, obviously, right? Like the dad was doing drugs. She was doing drugs. Like she's a little, slow. she's, she's a sweetheart, super sweetheart. And a little black girl, she's got this outrageous hair, uh, like that's just like, you know, uh, it's never done. It's like half done. The other side is like puffy and she's got 
she's got she's a black girl but she's like light skinned uh and so the only other person uh that's an adult person of color a lot of times is me um everybody else like she has her her knee her my sister-in-law's kids are also like mixed complexion a lot, a lot of them are half caucasian half half black half caucasian half black but they look more caucasian and light toned than anything so it's kind of hard to spot it but they all are but she's like darker and i'm dark and anyway it's really funny because she'll always come and she's like she asked me like you know the, the cute question is like why, why are you my color and stuff like that and all this other stuff and i'm like well i'm actually not oh. your color i'm brown and you're brown but we're not the same like i'm trying to always say stuff and anyway here comes the awkward moment right she she got into it with one of the other kids, not my kids, thank God, because I would have been like, boy. But uh, she got into it with one of the other kids about a present or something like that. And she threw a fit, because like I said, she's kind of slow, right? She threw a fit because she didn't have any more presents. Uh, and then one of the other kids, which I don't even know who it was, I don't remember their name, but just, just like out of the blue just went, you're not even part of this family. And I was like, oh, Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no. But She's yeah, so and then of course, of course, like my brother-in-law Dusty is like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I get it. Yeah, you are, but you're not. But I mean, they're not wrong. Like she's not, but she is. Like <laughs> it was kind of those moments where I just grabbed my eggnog, sat next to the fire, and went, mm, let's see how this plays out. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Every single time. I loved it. The little girl, though, broke my heart because she's a sweetheart. And like me and her have a bond because we're the colored people in the in the house. We're the colored people in the house. And so like I do protect her. But like at that moment, I was like, oh, girl, you're on your own on this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back and have a, my eggnog right here. Let's see yep. how this and this is how you know Tank lives in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tank's like, let him work it out. Let him work it out. They'll figure it out. <laughs> let him fight let him fight trying to see if I can get Robo up here he's in the room but he won't pop up and then Tank comes over and his coaching starts going in he's like you know if you grab him like this and you yank him this way you can use your body weight to just bro. lean on him they can't do shit <laughs> bro that happened that happened uh, on a, on. You, have you guys heard this space I've had a couple of spaces while and all this other stuff and I was telling people oh I'm at the trampoline park with my kids right so I'm sorry, guys. I'm ranting today. I missed you guys so much. No, so, no, I miss you guys. Please, this is this this. Please. So I'm at I'm at Give the I'm at the, the trampoline park. Yeah. I'm hosting this event with Eric from Astro Vault and White Well and 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 Sencom. And we're talking. I'm telling everybody like I'm outside from the trampoline park. So apparently, uh, <laughs> proud coaching moment slash father moment. Right, my kids are playing dodgeball at this trampoline park and nail this other kid right in the face. Uh, or like my my again because. Just my family snipers. Um, my son's best friend, uh, since like since baby baby, is a little black boy uh, named AJ, and they're they're basically brothers. I basically consider him another one of my sons. Uh, anyway, so he's over there and they're playing, and yes, right. Uh, so anyway, so they're playing on the on the on the on the dodgeball on the trampoline thing, and they nail him. AJ nails this Caucasian kid, just fucking nails him right in the face with the ball. Uh, and then this kid comes, and this, it doesn't hurt. It's like the dodgeball things; it doesn't really hurt. But like he runs up to him and he goes, "Hey, did you just hit me with the ball?" Uh, and then apparently, like pushed AJ. So my other son runs up to him, my oldest son, and shoves the living fuck out of him, and he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And so this other kid comes running back, and I'm kidding you, kid you not. My son goes for the underhook, Chris, gets that back step, 
throws him with that hip throw, straight bounces off the trampoline, and like he he bounces up, runs to his mom. The mom comes back, looks at my other youngest son Sam, and starts talking shit, and goes. I'm going to say something again, but you guys, just, it's funny, okay? I don't mean to be political, but so it comes up to my son, Sam, and goes, hey, don't you be starting nothing that you can't finish with my sons. And Sam, Sam's looking at the little kids that work there, like, the, you know, the older kids are supposed to do something, they don't do anything. It was, okay, all of them, all of them. And so Sam goes, you crazy, you stupid like Joe Biden. And they all start running off. They all start like Balting, and then they, they finally they finally find me later, and like they're walking as a pack, like this little freaking gang in in the trampoline park, right? And they finally find me, and they go, "Dad, they tell me the story." I said, "Well, tell me which which fucking bitch." Instead, like I'm getting all mad, right? But like, they're like, "Don't worry about it. If they come back to me again, I'm just gonna throw them like I did last time." <laughs> that's parenting. That's that's my kind of parenting. That, guys. I'm that's sorry. awesome. And, and they're lucky. <laughs> yeah, that that's great. But it's, it's great that not only defended somebody, that he wasn't the aggressor and he still used every tactic that he could use before he tossed them physically. So, good job, Tim. Yeah, was, you got tossed proud, on the trampoline and on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all, this, all this was happening while I didn't feel well, too. And that made me feel good. Like, I was, oh, man, I've been, oh. Anyway, yeah, it's been a sick house here. Like my husband's been sick. I've been sick. His has lasted way longer than mine. But yeah, it's some weird like cold going on. I mean, that didn't stop us from doing stuff, though. <laughs> We're sharing Christmas cheer. <laughs> hey, I just had that happen this morning, too. I ain't stopping. I ain't stopping. Anyway, uh, so what else is happening in, the, in what's up, Robo? What's happening in the Cosmos world? Adam went to $12 briefly. Took some profits there. Why do you guys think Adam was pumping? Yeah, it's been pumping a couple of times. What was it last week when it went up over twelve? Was it? Yeah. Do you guys think it's just because of like the osmosis is is pumping? Because you know, Whatever I think because everyone got autism. Oh, it could be. Everyone think it's autism. I yeah. think I think that like changing your autism into <laughs> yeah, I think injective. Oh, oh, that's the most rational answer. Oh, actually, liquidity. One reason I did come up is because you guys were talking about the geo block things. So I've missed out on pretty much all airdrops because of this damn geo block, and I am a felon, and I'm all set with VPNs. Oh no. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm good with uh, going back to prison. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's uh well, you know, and and that's such a like the geo blocking thing. It's such a um because right now, if you want to be like technical, which of course this is not legal or financial advice at all, but like if, from my understanding, which has been a couple of months since I looked into this, so there could be changes. Like just because a platform geo blocks you. That doesn't mean that you can't use a VPN and, and use it. Like, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't VPN and claim stuff. All they like, they're just, just doing their due diligence and saying. But you have to, but you still have to pay your tax. Like when, when, when I come, you have to pay your taxes because it does say on the taxes thing that you need to pay taxes even on ill-gotten gains. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to say, you just got to account for how you're going to account for You just got to pay the taxes on it. 
They'll yep. take the taxes and they'll leave you alone as long as you pay taxes on it. Yeah. Uh, and most of the time, most of the time, unless like you've got, what was that one airdrop that everybody got just recently? It was like fucking a buttload on, what was it, Solana or whatever it was. Like unless it's like, well, nowadays, I don't know what this is either, but I think it's like $10,000. They're not going to really look into you when you, like as long as you're paying your taxes, they're not going to, they don't give a fuck. If you're like, I think now if it's $10,000 on Coinbase, like, most banks, not the IRS and not the government and any kind of like, uh, uh, but the, like the banks alone are starting to like really limit people's, uh, capabilities of, uh, withdrawing if it's over $10,000. So like me, I take mine out in $8,000. Is this recorded? I take mine out in $8,000, uh, denominations. See, that's time. why I said I didn't want to have a recorded space. God damn it. That's what I was going to say. People just structure their, they just structure their payments, their deposits and withdrawals anytime you have an arbitrary limit like that. So it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Good thing, yeah. Good thing I don't make much then. <laughs> we'll just keep it that way. Yeah. Like they're, 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 for the mass, for the vast majority of people, like they're probably not going to fuck with you. As long as you're paying your taxes and you're claiming shit, like they're probably not going to fuck with you. Now people like Sefi, and and other people that are like, you know, big ballers supposedly, like, yeah, you better be a little bit. Yeah, but I've listened to him. He's like pretty much on it too, though. Like, you got. I I don't I don't take out deposits like unless I absolutely have to. And when I do, it's like legitimately like because I, I I do a lot of my crypto. I'll just say it. I do a lot of my crypto transactions uh, with U.S. Bank. I find them to be very very crypto friendly here where I'm at at least. Um, and so like, but I still, even, even because like, I, I don't want to have a lot of he headaches. I do it like at 8,000 batches. So. And I've never had a problem. I've never had a problem. See, my batches are never that large. So, you know, it's good. $50, $100. Well, because you think about it, right? You get taxed like every single time you do that, that's a flag for capital gains that's a flag for a taxable event like even on top of stuff like yeah you got to report it but like that's only if they go hey let me see it and stuff like that so like i want i want to minimize as many times as i show them that that signal to yeah and that's not just a crypto lane tank that's a in general like banking regulation where ten thousand dollars or more uh automatically flags your account to uh, different organizations for like uh, FinCEN and you know basically to yeah. make sure you're not like money laundering that kind of stuff for yeah. the most part you'd have to have a lot of that before they would see it as structuring and really go investigate you but you're right a lot of people don't want to do over ten thousand dollars because they just don't want to flag anything to get any eyeballs looking at them for no unwanted reason really yeah like I pay an, I pay an a, a astronomical amount of taxes every year and we try our best not to right uh, in a lot of things uh, that we do but, like, I don't want to give them a reason, like, you know, fuck all that shit. Exactly. Yes. That's kind of my thing. I do not want any reasons. <laughs> that's so, kind of like what Chris said. Chris was like, well, hey, I'm not making, uh, you know, things that big. It doesn't matter. But, you know, they're actually trying to make the whole, not crypto, but just banking regulations to report. Uh transactions as low as six hundred dollars that would pretty much include almost everything we do as a society which is ridiculous that's way too low there's no way they would have the people to fucking imagine the six hundred dollar things people do every day exactly. you go buy a tv at walmart and and it reports you basically 
or you, you do a six hundred dollar ATM withdrawal for a trip or something. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. The amount of IRS agents you have to hire to monitor and, and regulate regulatory bodies you have to hire to monitor that is ridiculous. Yeah, I remember remember when they did that whole um I don't know if it, like how it actually played out, but with like Venmo or was it PayPal or whatever, they were like, Yeah, if you pay your friends' friends, because before you could I don't how do you do it? Like you could go about and just say it wasn't a payment, it was like just a you're giving your auntie or uncles or brothers or friend like 20 bucks or 100 bucks for whatever like say like i wanted to sell you my weightlifting stuff like it's 700 like it was they were saying something like if it's over 600 or 500 like that's a taxable yeah. event or something like that i'll say this right now on a recorded space well maybe i won't but i probably won't be doing anything <laughs> with venmo honestly fuck that i would I never definitely don't buy crypto with my venmo that's insane yeah but I'm I'm not gonna claim no fucking taxes on Venmo. Fuck that. Yeah. Unless it's okay. Yeah. Maybe if it's a. Don't big, worry, big guys. Venmo. I'll delete this. I'll delete this. I don't know. Oh shit! Dropping shit. Oh damn it! I so didn't I even realize I'm supposed hey, to be getting hey, ready. <laughs> oh wait, I have a question. So it's the end of the year, and people do this tax. You know, they're harvesting tax losses and stuff like that. And, you know, do you guys think that because it's like the end of the year, that it's just going to go down the price of everything? Or you guys think that there's a little bit, a little burst of energy that's going to blow out there and then everything's going to go up and then it's going to just crash in January? So I'm just kind of curious what you guys think. Can, can I go okay. first? Because I actually, uh, 8.15, I have a show. I have a show talking about exactly this. So. Uh, every year, like clockwork, and actually it's, it's before all this stuff, there's options, right? Uh, there's weekly, there's monthly, there's quarterly, and then there's annually options out there. Guess what's coming up? Options, expiry, go take a look at how much, uh, how much is up for, for grabs right now. And we're going to be covering that later. So there's going to be a lot of that. There is going to be a lot of that. Um, there is tax harvesting. Uh, that happens all the time. So there's a lot of that as well. But this year is kind of fun. Like every four years, it's kind of funny, right? Like this year is a little different because we do have the having in like three months, three-ish months, I guess. What is it, April? So like, there's, I don't know. I, I, we're going to be talking about this though. I don't want to go over too much because I'm going to be talking about it. No, just, just give a little bit. Just give me a little bit. No, just, go, just go, go look at Derbit. <laughs> go look at Derbit. Go look at the uh, the options expiries. Uh, and, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> oh, I'm dying. Excuse me. Hold on. Oh, he had, he had a nice little juicy one sitting I, in his mouth. He's when I to get to talking, out. it just starts <laughs> flowing, man. It's so disturbing. Oh, this live stream is going to be fun. Um, what was I saying? Um. I oh, forgot. go look at Derbit. Go, go look at the <laughs> go look at the options expiry. Just go look at the options expiry on, on Derbit or any of them. You can go to CoinGlass. CoinGlass is really what's good. Derbit? Wait, what's Derbit? It's just an I exchange. D E R B. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but that's what I that's what I call it. Derbit. Derbit. I don't know how to spell that. I don't hey, know Amal, we have a we have a speaker here. K Happy. Um, with the Kadena crowd, how you doing? You have anything you'd like to chat about? 
How was your holiday? If you celebrate this holiday, if not, my bad. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye, Kadena. Let's go. <laughs> you guys heard it from him. Buy, buy yourself some of that coin. So tell us about, you know, what, uh, what do you want to, do you just want to tell us about Kadena or do you have anything you want to talk about? Because this is kind of like an open space, a little special sauce just, on the side. Just buy Kadena, that's all. All right, man. All right. Thank you. Looks like we have a speaker who speaks. Bruceman, what do you think? About Kadena? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm a one token kind of guy. I'm old and conservative in that way, so And what's your token, sir? It's raccoon. It's wreck, of course. Of course, be bent. So you're the whale holding all the rack? Nah, I'm, I'm not the whale. I only got I got what I've got staked in the Dow, basically. So, yeah, I got like 2%. Long-term holder. Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm going to be here. I'm going to Dow. I'm going to be here for I five want to years. stake some NFTs. Yeah, you should stake some NFTs. For five years? Yeah, I'm here for five years. I mean, I staked my racks already. So... I don't know. I want more raccoons, though. I want my wallet to be full of racks, but they're so expensive. All right. I should have I should have got them before. We should all have bought Bitcoin in 2010. That's just the way it is. So listen, it's open should mic. Have guys... Bitcoin. Fuck buying it. You should have mined Bitcoin. True. So what you're saying, B Benz? Are you guys excited? I'm looking at oh. about what? About next year, man, and all the deployments that was going to be deployed. You know so much, Mister Bruceman. Can you guys hear Bruce? I, I was going to say I can't hear him anymore. No, <laughs> Bruce, no one can hear you. All right, maybe he can't hear us. Am I the only one that cannot ever do anything other than be a speaker on my phone when it, I'm a speaker? It depends on what space it is, but sometimes if like if I'm not a speaker, I can't listen to the space. Oh well, no, I mean when I'm a speaker, I can't like go to any other. I can't even leave this screen, or uh, then I can't speak again. It gets weird. Oh no, I've never had that issue. That that sounds funky. <laughs> well, I figured oh, he's not either my internet or my my actual device. Oh, it says there was an error added in Bruce. Weird. I'll try again. Hey, did you guys, um, so remember how we were talking about Boot the other day? And about um, Civ AI and stuff like that? Yeah. So did you, did you guys get any of that, um, of the meme, of their meme coin on Boot? I didn't get no meme coin. I got the Boot token, though. Yeah, but there, there's a meme coin on it, but it's like, there's also like a little Easter egg hunt happening too on the website. They're, they're doing something for people to try to figure out, you know, how they, 
and how they've been trolling everybody for these past couple of years. But um, their their token is um, I want to say low because my daughter is nearby. I mean, um, they've been trolling people for the past couple of years. It has yeah, space but, pussy on the damn website. Yes, it's but it is actually that's that's their meme coin. I picked some up. <laughs> Just kidding. Because it's a recorded space. I didn't really do that. Didn't they didn't they mint a um a collection or something on Stargaze too? What? Yeah, I think it, it was like a one-on-one or something. I think they minted it or something. It, it was yeah, look it up. I think it was it, Pussex or Pussy or whatever. The Oracle, do you know about this? Because you know about everything that has to do with Sib AI and Boot. I don't know anything about that. Now I'm Googling. I mean, now I'm Yeah, actually, I was, I was driving that day. You guys were talking about it. But I've, I've been, like, watching them sort of, like, or I guess I was looking for the, the airdrop a while ago. And, yeah, those... But I don't really know much extra about it. Hey, um, hey, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So these guys—they've uh, been trolling us, man. And uh, basically, uh, if you watch, you gotta watch like every single video they've ever done to figure it out and look through their GitHub and all that. But uh, the NFTs—I think it was just like you know, just some regular grifting type community member i don't think it was like official but uh anyway the uh yeah they they put all this stuff out there and basically uh if you watch that one video with jacob when they're talking about uh what is it negentropy and how the how the ai gets trained like basically uh he wants you to go in there and fucking post porn and and all that type of stuff so it it gets further and further away from what the truth is and and what they meant to have it as was a was a freaking cat right so i don't know if you've seen the space cat stuff the memes and stuff like that they put it in their github but um god damn it bands what did you get me into anyway so uh everybody needs a little pussy yeah he, he <laughs> kidding. yeah he wants you yeah the, the the russian dude wants you to put spam in there so that it it the cyber ranks work correctly and shit like that he, he's a troll man i'm telling you but anyway it's like 300k market cap something like that 200k um so what you do is you just take your boot you stake it and then you uh, use the liquid staking token, hydrogen, and then just swap for it. That, that's what I do. It's just fun, and I'm fucking bored as hell. So I'm just making memes and uh, messing around. But anyway. I mean, you did a really good job. They noticed you. They noticed you. You got some G-boot. He's part of the group of people who've been, like, explaining about Sibai and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Very well-deserved. Yeah, so normally, like, I just don't like taking shit from anybody, you know? I mean, I don't know how taxes work and, and shit like that. I'm in the military, so I'm like real... I'll buy NFTs and crypto, but I don't like accepting gifts. In that case, I just... Uh, you know, it looked like a good thing they were doing, so I just... I let them dust one of my, one of my wallets with some boot, so...
See, Tank, I told you. I told you, Tank. I told you. I told that's you, when you a year and a half ago. The, the a year investigators. And a half ago. I don't know where that came from. I don't know who that is. That just I don't know. <laughs> that just showed up. I don't know. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> actually, the best thing I can tell you guys, and this is actually like friendship advice. Don't say shit. Just sit there and look at them like a dumbass. That's it. Never say fucking anything. Just look at them and ask for water. That's fucking it. Tank, looks like we've uh, been in this predicament before, huh? Tell no, us I've how watched you the first <laughs> way too many damn times. The first one, just oh. look at motherfuckers and don't say shit. You ever watch the first 48? They, the government never got shit on you, ever. They never have enough shit on you. Just don't say nothing. Yeah, yeah they're going to pull it out of you. That's yep. what they do. Oh, oh, you're talking about me? Well... No, no. Oh, yeah, I just, I, I'll be honest with you. I think uh, I just don't know what the fucking rules are. You know, I, I'm pretty sure we can buy crypto and stuff like that. But when it gets into, you know, other type of shit, I try not to accept any gifts and stuff like that. Just, just in case, you know, I'm getting ready to friggin' retire here. So I'm just trying to. You kind of. Uh, you don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> there are no rules. No I was going to say. There is no rules. You, there you don't are. fuck it up. They make it up as they go. Yeah, I know, but uh, up then. Yeah, so basically, every everything That's I ever point though too, they yeah. can make it up whenever they want. That's bullshit. Sorry for talking. Yeah, so yeah, I've never like whatever I put in. I've never like whatever I bought. I've I've never taken it out. You know, I've never hit one of my uh, one of my bank accounts with it. But I don't know. I just. I'm just worried. I'm trying to retire and then uh, we'll go from there. You know, it's like 20, almost 24 years. So just trying to, you know what I mean? Wow, I don't really need fucking, yeah, I don't really need crypto. I got, I got retirement stake and rewards. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Congrats, man, and good luck on the retirement. My dad uh, retired uh, from the military. It was a while ago, but uh, he uh, flew Blackhawks. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, I just, uh, hey, Japan's so friggin' safe. I, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but there's like two murders a year, country of like millions of people. So I got my kids, you know, they just got into high school. So I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get them through high school out here on the little military base, and then uh, then move them move them along on their way. But uh, yeah, they're a little. I don't know if you hear them in the background. They're just gaming. I got them gaming computers and shit, so they're all talking shit to their friends. But anyway, living the good life, man. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to go anywhere because my dad was always needed. Uh, the one time we were supposed to move to Germany, but he got moved over to uh, Bosnia, then Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Hey, man, those dudes were just straight chads, right? I remember I was like 11 or 12 years old, something like that, when that war kicked off. And I remember that. Do you guys remember that general? What was his name? Um Schwarzkopf or something like that. 
what a fucking Chad, man. They they rolled in there and took care of business and got out. Uh, but yeah, I, I that, that's how we should do it, right? Just if we need to get into something, just get in, get out, and then uh, carry on about our business. Norman Swarzokorf, where the fuck his name was. That's who you're talking about. Mormon? What did you say Norman, his name is Mormon? Norman Squars. His damn name has war in the middle of his name. Squartz of Warp I don't know yeah. how to say his last name. Yeah, he was a friggin' mega chat, dude. He, he, I, I wish he would have ran for president, but I think the uh, the other guy kind of did that, right? What was his name? Powell? Colin Powell? Yeah, but he, he was the... Uh, he was the guy that I think led the, what you're talking about, like led the fucking uh, uh, liberation of Kuwait. Yeah, do you remember him, him just like, do you remember the videos of him just like, I mean, he was Dude, just like. I remember like, going into the library as a kid and watching that shit on the fucking yeah, big fat was, tube TVs, bro. He was like fucking G.I. Joe, man. Hey, and then here, here's another thing, man. Every single person from like our generation I remember watching that goddamn uh, space shuttle launch, right? The Challenger. Why the fuck yeah. were we all watching that? There's tons know. of space fucking, shuttle launches. I remember watching that shit explode, dude. That shit right. was. Like, why was everybody watching that at school? Because there was a teacher. There was a teacher. It was a, there was a teacher in there. That's why oh, okay. all teachers were fucking watching it. Oh, uh, that's why. Teacher, she fucking, I remember the look on her face. I was like, damn, you would have thought that, like, it sounds cold, like cold, but I was like, you would have thought that they were all on the fucking thing. I was like, shit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mean to reverse back like fucking ten years prior, but those are the things that stuck out. I remember that, and then I remember Schwarzkopf like fucking jumping off a helicopter, just looking like he, he looked like friggin' GI. He, he was the fucking Bro, his man. His main picture looks like a fucking looks like a Chad picture, dude. Like he oh, looks like sure. that guy that you don't fuck with. <laughs> yeah, you want. You want a meme con, a meme coin? Just fucking do Schwarzkopf. Just fucking bro. just. <laughs> bro, that's an idea and a half. Holy shit! But yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I, yeah. So yeah, so hats off to your dad, man. Uh, Black Hawk helicopter. That, that shit's dangerous, man. So yeah, man, it was nuts. We uh we would go through periods where we wouldn't uh, be in contact with them for a while, and we would just sit there and kind of wonder, you know. Yeah. So my, um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. My um uh, my sis my sister was in the navy, and then her husband is still. He's going to be retiring soon from the navy, but he's he was um the man like a manager, like a equipment manager on the on the ships on the submarines and stuff so i can't even imagine being a person in a submarine for like 17 months or some shit like that you know what i mean like i just oh for sure i can't imagine then, doing some shit like that that's insane and he would be gone and they wouldn't hear from him for a really long time yeah i'm, I'm in the navy too yeah yeah i'm in the navy too so it's it's really easy for me to tell what uh What's his name? Shroot. Is that his name? Shroot yeah, Butt. Shroot. Yeah, yeah, it's real easy for me to tell when he's making NFTs because, like, the squid, right? That's Navy. So he probably got a, a group of his friends. So, you know, I got to buy to support that stuff. You know what I mean? I try to get one of those. Uh... Oh, you're supposed to burn them. Fuck. I forgot to do that. Hold on. 
Wait, what are you supposed to, get... to burn? The, the oh yeah, the uh, squid the games. If you guys got envelopes from the first one, uh, they're like red and blue envelopes. You're supposed to burn them. One of them, not all of them. Like one one of the colors. Yeah. So anyway, I'm 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 um uh, I'm I'm not on a ship right now. I'm on shore duty, so I'm so fucking bored. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, I'm so bored right now that I'm just like fucking make. I've been making memes for a couple of years. I'm just bored as shit. But uh, how much longer do you have before you um, are retired? Uh, so I got till 2026. But the thing is, if you don't have like everything documented in your in your medical record, um, you kind of get fucked. So, um, yeah, you have to it's really hard to like get in, see the doc about stuff. So, like, I, I got like a frozen shoulder right now and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, if you if you didn't document the stuff while you're in the service, it's it's kind of hard to do it as you're retiring as long as it's in there and it's service related and stuff like that um then you're then you're good to go uh they'll give you uh they'll give you a little extra money um but because uh my worries like when i get out i i uh i really can't do manual labor and shit like that anymore and i'm from maine so like you know you you're basically out there in the snow, you know, doing doing seasonal work, friggin' uh, roofing, shingling, stuff like that. That's that's, I think that's what most people do. They just have their own little businesses and stuff, uh, lumber stuff like that. So I really can't do that type of stuff. So uh, just because internet's, I, bro. Shout out uh, to your fellow Mainer. Yeah, you're from Maine. Hell yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I'm from uh, I'm from Bangor. I'm I'm southern, so Saco, oh, Bedford from, uh, area. Saco, East yeah. Bedford. Well, I'm from well, yeah. I I I guess I could say it, but <laughs> I'm from Buxton, so. Oh, Buxton. Yep. <clears throat> Maine's cool as hell. I heard. <laughs> hey, so I heard some friggin' skinhead or, or something like that. My mom was telling me moved up like past Bangor, Maine is opening up some fucking huge skinhead ranch or something like that. I, I don't know too much about it. You hear about that? No, I have not. <laughs> yeah, he bought yeah, he bought like a hundred acres of land and he, he's been running around uh the states making news and just just doing stupid shit, but uh, I mean, as long as he is, he, he's not hurting people. He's hurting people physically. No, I think he's people. just protesting. Yeah, I think he's just protesting. But uh, you know, it makes big news when when like when one of them dudes kind of wrote. You know, Maine's like Maine's pretty tiny. I I don't even know where the hell Buxton is. Uh, but I mean, uh, it's pretty pretty uh good place to to grow up at least for me it's a good place to grow up good uh i think the houses cost uh 150 g's weeds uh marijuana is legal there now right uh so oh yeah it is 
<laughs> right? Yeah. That was a fucking dream when I was in high school. Yeah, exactly. Same here. <laughs> it was bad. So yeah. I love visiting Maine, we, but we go to Angola and we go to the beach and stuff like that and the cove and hang out down there and stuff. But I love Maine. I love Southern Maine so much. It's so yeah. So, uh, did you guys notice? I'm sorry. I gotta get going. Did you guys did you guys notice that on uh Stargaze? Sorry to interrupt, but did you guys notice on Stargaze the rack is now one of the alternating like mantis squid, bad kids, raccoon is on that is on that wheel that pops up on their main page. Did you guys notice that? Oh nice. It's like Stargaze. No, on bit kids. Oh there it on. is. Yep. Twenty one caves fucking floor. Robo, where you at? Are you still getting on the bus, the train? No, I gotta get. I gotta get going later, guys. Later, Later, thanks. Having a show in a little bit, right? In two hours or in an hour? No, I'm going live like in four minutes. Oh, he's going live in four minutes. Yeah, you guys don't. You guys don't have to like fuck whatever. No, we'll 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 get off soon. Hey, Robo, how are you? I'm all right, darling. What you talking about, bus? I've got the new bike, man. What are you talking about? Oh, you you have a motorbike. I do, I. I mean, then we toss, then we toss back there for being Gucci. I. I'm back on the bike. I. My confidence is back. And then we toss healed up properly. Oh, because you you fell down and hurt your toes on your bicycle. No, I fuck, no, I fucking broke me toe last year. I couldn't walk for fucking six months. What are you talking about? You've got a short memory, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, fucking shallow memory. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I only, I only worry about yeah. the first 15 minutes. After 15 minutes, I'm done. <laughs> you got to remind I only, me of shit. I stopped, I stopped on the way home, actually. I only came up because I heard Oracle talking about uh, Challenger. I remember them showing that shit on every TV. Like, we were traumatized as kids. I don't know how old I was. We were traumatized off that shit, though. But, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 me, me, me. Wait, wait one second, my mates just pulled up. One second. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know why uh, that popped up in my head when I was thinking about that general. It was like right away. It was kind of weird, but uh, yeah, the Challenger, man. Uh, that was traumatizing, man. I I remember being scared as shit as a, as a little kid, and then I hear. You know, they talk about the Challenger all the time in the military. And what caused that accident was literally like a friggin' 20 cent rubber O ring gasket. That's what fucking caused that thing to blow up. So the Challenger, you know, because of NASA, that's, that's the Navy. Uh, the Challenger, a couple bad accidents on the ship kind of made a. Uh, uh, quality assurance program for the military that so we get you know you know twice a year we're talking about the freaking challenger you know but anyway so for anybody who just showed up you're more than welcome to pop up say hello kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about cosmos ecosystem or just the sauce on the side whatever you guys I um, want to say it's a beautiful day, December 27th. And it's also, unless you didn't hear, my birthday. Okay, I'm done. Hey, hey uh, I do got a question, right? Um, <clears throat> so I have some racks, right? I still got them over on um, Stash. 
right? Did I lose those? Did I get no, 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 did no. I get rugged? Listen, just log in, <laughs> log in with your Shepler. You know, when you th- you don't have to put in your email address and all that. You just go to the stash, log in using your Kepler okay. wallet, and then once you go there, you want to also go to the rack. Um, I can send you the link so that you can send. It's the rack.bet, and then there's a NFT migration thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I. Uh, I I'm not. I'm Rock not going to sell them, but. Yeah. Raccoon.supply. Okay. Sorry. You got to go to oh, raccoon.supply. Sorry. Uh, Raccoon.supply. Okay. And log in in the NFT dashboard. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. it'll say like uh, NFT migration. And then you click and then you select what, you know, which ones you want to migrate. But yes, it's still open. I'll definitely do that for sure. But okay. put it in the yeah, I, uh... cloud or whatever, or whatever we're calling it now up top. Okay. Yeah. How many racks do you have, Oracle, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so I don't know how the fuck to get into uh, Stash anymore. Oh, no, Stash. Isn't it Stash.io? Yeah, I don't stash.io. know how to get the hell in there and look. Uh, but, uh, you can set it up with your wallet now. You can log back in with your wallet. So just go to the website, and when you choose to log in, choose log in with your, whatever wallet you have, Kepler or Leap. I think it's Kepler's easiest. Okay. And then you can just log right back yeah, in I, uh, for a minute. They wanted people to use their emails and everybody like flipped out. <laughs> so they had to make a, a way to sign back in with your wallet again. Okay. Yeah, actually, I, I don't I don't have that many. Uh, I bought some like right when they hit stash and I've seen them for like 200 bucks. I'm like, what the hell are these? Uh, so I had bought some because I think I sold all my fucking meta rats. Uh, I, yeah. I dumped you, all those. You yeah. should be able so when I, when you when you go to the migration thing, you should be able to see it on the dashboard on rack on the raccoon dot supply, right? Um, yeah. And then uh, Robo, like a couple years ago, I think, or maybe a year or two ago, he he reminded me of them, so I I like I picked a couple more up, you know. Just to just to support the cause, because uh, uh, he was he was trolling my ass. So I, I picked a couple more up. It's probably his NFTs, right? He probably wanted to sell a couple to me. But uh, anyway, uh, I do I do wish I I would have uh, I would have stuck with the uh, with the raccoons. I, I started buying up the uh, some of the other ones on Stash, you know, but. Yeah. So how many how many raccoons do you have? If you don't mind me asking. I, I think I have like six <laughs> or seven. So that's not that many, right? I mean, I got like six or seven. I was trying to buy a whole shitload of them, but uh, I just didn't. I didn't get around to it. And uh, oh my God, I was I'm buying. So I was buying the fuck out of bad kids, right? I, I got I got bad kid wallets that I don't touch, but I was buying the shit out of those uh, for like. 20 bucks a piece um so you know, um i'll just hold on to those and then i'll sweep the rack floor you know but uh anyway i gotta run uh it was nice talking to you bands it wasn't it was nice talking to you too oracle just make sure you get rid of some of those bad kids and then pick up some more rack homes okay, on stargate yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't like the I don't I don't like those anymore. I mean, they just it was cool when when nobody knew about them and they were just kind of 
me fucking around with them. But uh, I got a I got a bunch of them, and uh, I mean, whatever, right? I'll sell them when I get out of the when I get out of the military. But all right, have a good night. Good night, Oracle. I know it's like midnight over there, right? Yeah, it's it's like eleven eighteen. But uh, have a good one. You too. Good night. Bye. Wow, life's, life's pretty mad, isn't it? I had to fucking dive there because uh, me mate pulled up at the shop and I haven't seen him for a bit. Uh, he owns the shop, the weed, one of the weed shops, yeah. Chalap, good friend for two years now. Uh, I didn't even recognise him and as I was about to talk to you there, B-Bonds, I, I did have something to say, actually. I totally got fucking disturbed because... Why didn't, he, why didn't you recognise him? Was he, he, like, overweight? He, well, he's... No, he looked like the golden child. So, yeah, yeah, like he hasn't got a hair on his head, right? I mean, totally bald, shaved to the bone. And I was like, because he hasn't been like the last five times I've been to the shop, he hasn't been there. And uh, and he actually just put he had a massive fucking bag of weed in his like he had I don't know a bag of weed about two hundred and fifty gram or something like like literally he had about ten ounces in a bag or something. <clears throat> and he just pulled it in this massive like silver bag. Uh, I was like, dude, are you all right? Like, what's wrong? Like, and Ellie's dad died on Christmas Day, man. I mean, he's Buddhist, so they don't celebrate. But yeah, his dad died uh, Christmas Day. So, like, uh, he's obviously been to the temple and that, you know, doing the proper shit and, like, the shave the hair and that, you know? Do you know, like, you become a monk for a certain period of time. Like, man, he looked mad. He's, like, totally, like, razor, like, razor, razor bald. I was like, whoa, I didn't even recognize him, like, he didn't even look that good, big hands either. Actually, his face looked like it. Uh... Did they? Did they shave his eyebrows too? No, they didn't. Look at you. Can I be serious? Can you for one minute? I am being serious. Oh, I'm seriously asking if they bad. shaved his eyebrows. Oh my god! Do you know Jesus the first Christ. thing I did? No, they don't shave your eyebrows. By the way, they just shave your hair. First thing I did though, like when he when he did it, is like I did like that. I dropped down like. I was sitting on the chair and he was obviously standing up. I just like dropped down, like, like not on my knees, but like the kind of pose, like what we would call that kind of pose. And I just grabbed my amulet and then like put it, like give it a kiss and then sat up. And he was just like, put me on his hand on my head. Like, wow. Mad out here. Like, death is really weird out here, the way they look at it. They, they, they didn't look at it like we do, you know. Do you know, like, death's in that. You know, they didn't, like, grieve, grieve, like what we do. You didn't see, like, public, like, grieving and that, you know, like, it just doesn't happen, baby bands. It's weird as fuck, like, because they believe in reincarnation and that, you know? So, like, there's, like, there's no grieving at the funerals and that. They just all do the prayers and they do the string thing. Do you know about the string or not? It's mad in the Buddhist funeral. Everybody, no, has, to be con- string? everybody has to be connected by a string. So, like, there might be a hundred people in, and, like, literally, they're, like, they'll hook up the string, but then they'll hook up the string to, like, you know, the person's, like, fucking ashes, and then the Buddha, and it's, like, around the temple and the, on the pillars, and it's, like, this huge, like, string fucking structure. I've never seen anything like it. Like, I was just in some spider's web of, like, fucking string, like, and amongst a hundred people, like, and I didn't know what to do. And we're all, like, hanging on to the string and holding one another that you make this like connection it's fucking mad like but anyhow i don't know that just like I, that's why i jumped out i had to jump out i couldn't listen to years at the same time as talking to him like it was mad that, like 
But man, they just start, it's like I've heard I've heard other religions are the same way they have a different like outlook on life. But like in English speaking cultures, we generally grieve like fuck. Like out here, I saw my missus, I saw her lose both her grandmothers, her cousin, uh, and her grandfather, and not shed one tear. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what that is. Like, it's kind of mad now. Like, when people I'm die, you cry. Oh, sorry, Chris. I mean, what, what, what was when, when people die, do you when people die, do you cry, Chris? I fucking do. I mean, oh yeah, I, I totally do. Uh, I'm more than like any other normal person. I'm pretty sad for a bit, but I was going to say, my French family, they're Jamaican. They actually celebrate life like they're happy. It's like a party. It like is like this person made it like this far in life. Like celebrate them, remember them. Like don't be sad. They're all wearing like white. It was different, um, uh, like cultural thing I saw. I was like, I was very taken back. It was nice though. Honestly, that's how things are kind of going that way in Maine. Honestly, I've been to a lot of more celebration of lives. You have like the the service too, but there is like a party, and it's to celebrate. Yeah, like the good times. Just to provide another angle and another bit of context in regards to what I'm saying about Buddhism and Buddhists, uh, PDAs, right, public displays of affection, are, are quite frowned upon in uh, Buddhist countries. But 10 years, 10 years I was with my missus, right? And I never once saw her parents or brother and sister hug, kiss, have any kind of like real like but you know none none of it 10 years i've never seen any of them hug or kiss or fucking like honestly i'm telling you not even like group i mean they might get together for a photo on that but group hugs and like my family i can't even like get in the house or leave the house without my mother grabbing me giving me a big hug and a big fat kiss not out here you'll not see it you'll not see parents like like with kids you will not see them like being over affectionate or anything like that. No chance. They're just, I don't know, that's quite the cold uh, thing in regards to that. But I suppose it's uh, at its merits, doesn't it? Like, he, he there, like, his father's died like three days ago. And he's talking to me like, it's just, I don't know, like, he's just gone to the shops. Like, that couldn't, I wouldn't be able to talk to you for two weeks, mate. I'd be, I'd be in bed with a fucking bottle of Southern Comfort and a few Valium, me, for a couple of weeks. Like, I remember, um, when they had to prescribe me with volume because I was having these like, I have like these back issues. So I was getting these muscle spasms. And when it was like, my legs were like locking up like rock solid. And so they had to give me volume. So they gave me like a week of it, like a week's worth of volume. I do not recall that week. I made Christmas ornaments. I did all kinds of, I spelled things wrong. I was like crafting and stuff. Never again, that shit, never again. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm lucky enough to be around the time before they became obviously illegal, and I have to say that out of all of the barbiturates, the barbiturates, I can't even never say that word, barbiturates that man has ever created, volume is by far and away the finest, the greatest that it's ever been, <laughs> and it's it's all about you know, the thing about volume that people don't understand, like people like me became junkies and was snorting the shit, right? I, I, me and Mitch snorted a hundred blues in the weekends. That's how bad we were when we were kids. Whoa. And I did six months. I did six months in jail 
on a bottle of fucking 50 fucking valley, right? I, I went to fucking jail on that shit. It's about fighting the sleep. So with Valium, you'll take it. Nine times out of ten, most normies, like normal people that don't have a high threshold like us, bang, they're out of the camp. And they're gone like 12, 14 hours. They wake up fresh as fuck. The thing about Valium is, they're in the hangover. You wake up and it's like the first 10 seconds, you know, show where you are. After, bang, the clarity is ridiculous. And everybody who's taken them to any degree knows about this. But I, I, I have to be very honest with you. Once you fight the sleep, and you get past that stage and you get to this like high stage of it. There's, it's probably the greatest drug that I've ever taken. Like beats coke, hands down. Like Mimi misses. If we could take like five blues and fight the sleep, man, we'd be fucking ripping each other's teeth out for fucking 12 hours, man. Until I guess in seeing <laughs> I'm telling you, you've got any idea, man, woman, be swinging from lampshades at fucking five in the morning and everything. But you, if you, but it, you've got to go through this, like, 20 minutes of, I just want to go to sleep, I want to go to sleep, I want to go to sleep. And, like, if you can last that, a shot of vodka helps, but if you can get through that, I'm telling you, you're in for a good time. Like, you did it, after that, you didn't give a fuck, man. You're sitting there, you're eating hummus at fucking six in the morning. Looking at your woman like a year buzzing today, aren't you? <laughs> You're not walking for a fortnight. <laughs> God, I remember, I remember like, nights we used to do that when we used to be able to get uh, ketamine and then um, Ambien too. We used to trip on Ambien when we were kids. Holy fuck, bro. Ketamine. I, <laughs> so I, I, I went to um, yeah. a part. There was a wedding with like very, very wealthy people. Super wealthy people. Like this this wedding was they were so rich that there was mosquitoes coming into the area and bothering the people they set off some kind of bomb thing throughout the night and we were outside by the water no mosquitoes they fucking disappeared this is how rich th- these people were well next thing i know I, co- I come to the house where we're like you know hanging out and stuff there's like plates of like different pills just everywhere. I was like, oh my God, somebody just putting plates out. And it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like, this is intense. I've never seen any shit like that in my life. Sounds like a good night. I think I was scared. I think I was scared because <laughs> like I'm, I'm a little bit of a prude. So I think I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that sounds like, a little, <laughs> actually, that sounds kind of scary. The, the, did they actually say what they were or was it just a random? I'm sorry. What did you say? I, I missed it. What'd you say? Oh, shoot. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, but I have uh, to. Okay, perfect. I, I just said, was, were they actually like labeled or was it like a random? No, just, no, just plates. Oh, God, that, that actually does sound scary. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm good. I was like, I'll just take a little concentrate dabs in the back over here. <laughs> I'm my own business. Well, that's, <laughs> like, like your smile is saying, I mean, he made a pretty adult comment there, is that you've got to be very careful about what you mix. Because if you mix the wrong shit in the wrong dose, you can be fucking, you can be fucked. Like, proper fucked, like, if you're not careful. Like, you've got to know exactly what you're taking, where it comes from. Like, I used to be so choosy about my gear. Like, I used to travel to fucking Liverpool and Manchester to get all of my shit, like, like literally tablets on a plate. Like, nah, sorry, bro. Help yourself. 
I want a ball. Like, it, looked, it looked like a little mound. It's too late. Do you know? Do you know what I regret? I, I mean, I they were separated. <laughs> well, you know what I regret? I regret never taking quads because I actually feel like quads were your Valium. Uh, like obviously, predominantly Valium were uh, a, a European kind of UK brand, uh, obviously. But weren't quads like a similar? Am I right in thinking that quad loads are a, a similar thing to Valium? I think they might be more powerful. Like, I was going to ask you. So, <laughs> I I've mean, never had them. The one yeah, of the, another one of the very few things I've had pretty much nearly. Apart from the new stuff, apart from the new, you know, the plant fertilizers and that the kids are taking these days, like the meow meow, and I didn't take any of that fucking crystallized plant fucking food shit. But apart from that, like PCP, crack, fucking heroin, opium, like I've tried fucking most of it. But dude, quad, I mean, you can't, you couldn't get them in the UK. I would have literally had to go to America to get them. Like, but um, I wish I'd tried those cunts. You kind of get them now, right? Not the originals, anyway. They've got like mad counterfeits or something, haven't they? I feel like there might be some like locked away. Somebody still might have some hidden somewhere. But yeah, I don't think that you can't like get them. Not the old school stuff. I mean, yeah. if you had if you had a jar of them, they'd be worth a fucking fortune right now. I bet you them. Like OG quads. Holy fuck! Can you imagine them bad boys? That's neat. How funny is that scene on uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Do people know that was actually a real fucking Lamborghini? It was like a quarter of a million dollars, and they smashed it up. And then your man, what's his name again, the fucking director? He's like, nah, that's not enough. And they smashed into it with a forklift, like, even more, to get it even more wrecked. But that, they've just auctioned that car in, uh, oh, what's the car auction called? In uh, I don't know if it's Abu Dhabi or Dubai. It might be Dubai, actually. About two, three weeks ago. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 two, three weeks ago, there was a car auction, and they auctioned it off, and it went for, like, it smashed, it went for, like, a $1.2 million or something, in that, that smashed state. My favorite part of that movie, when it was the boat was sinking, they were getting rescued, and they were like, get the quaaludes, I'm not gonna die sober. <laughs> do, do you know, do you know what, the funny thing is, that film is tame, that movie is actually quite tame. Like, they tamed it down a little bit. That cunt. Jordan fucking, what's his name? Jordan Fish? No, not John Jordan Fish. That's Kobe. Uh, Jordan, uh, what a mad fucking cunt he was back in the day. That was proper shit what they were doing, you know. All the mescaline and fucking amphetamine, everything. They were 24 fucking seven, them. The Lambo shit, that's a true story. That's why Scorsese he wanted to smash the cunt up. But yeah, man, they paid, uh, I think, 250000 for it and wrecked it. And then it's just gone for $1.2 million at auction the other week. I'm looking at the news right now. I'm trying to see what's Some going green. on in the crypto world. I was going to say uh, real quick, you ever hear about, uh, you ever hear see Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Well, the guy, Hunter S. Thompson. Who oh, that's lost. one of my favorite movies. Who made that? You ever hear his, his daily drug? He's the greatest life. guy in history. Hunter like, S. Thompson's one of the greatest people in history, man. His drug daily intake was absolutely insane. Like, he was just doing coke and drinking all day, and he wouldn't get to work till, like, 4 a.m. <laughs> and then he would end the morning at, like, 7 a.m. with, like, champagne and, like, uh, uh, ice filled with shivis. Like, <laughs> what type of person could do that and survive? 
Oh, he was he was in a league of his own. I mean, this is why Johnny Depp became so besotted with him. But uh, didn't Johnny Depp pay for his funeral? And didn't they fire him out of a cannon? And not just any cannon, like, didn't, like, Johnny Depp, like, pay, like, a fucking million bucks or something for the funeral? And they fired him out of a cannon? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Or the funeral of Hunter S. Thompson? No. I don't know. I think you I might be right. I think I heard something Johnny about Depp. that. But I think you might be right. How, how, come, I'm, how come I'm, like, ten times more educated? Yeah. How come I'm ten times more educated than the Americans on America? I mean, come on. What, what, what's happening, people? You're a fan. Okay. You're a fanboy. You love America. Yeah. And that's why that's why you're all obsessed and shit. <laughs> I love Hunter S. Thompson, though. He's fucking mad. Johnny Depp nailed him in the movie. Absolutely killed him. But I, it, they didn't just get this cannon. They got this, like, mad fucking cannon to fucking, like, shoot him into the air. It's a kind of crazy story. Like, Johnny Depp paid about a million dollars or something. He ended up there. Uh, I don't know if he actually paid the money or whether it's because he bought loads of stuff from his estate. So, like, Johnny purchased, like, a shitload of stuff from uh, Hunter's estate. I don't know that. Yeah, I I know they were actually like friends. That's why he was able to play him so well. Oh, he was a huge fanboy. Yeah. Master. He's had a huge influence. I mean, he's probably had as much influence as uh, Tim, uh, what's his name again? The director? Tim Curry? Is it not Tim Curry, is it? What's his name again? Tim. What's Johnny Depp's muse called? Nightmare Before Christmas and that man. What's his name? Is it Tim, Tim Burton? Burton? Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Like, like, he's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, Johnny Depp is Tim, Tim Burton's muse, no? Hunter S. Hunter S. Thompson was like that for fucking Johnny, really. Like, Let's be fair. Can I ask you a question? Do you think fucking Johnny Depp's taking more drugs than Hunter S. Thompson? Because at this stage, I do. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how, you know, how much longer Johnny Depp's going to live because you got a lifespan, right? How many years was Hunter S. Thompson doing that for as opposed to Johnny Depp? How, how fucking whack though, right, must you be to be Jack Sparrow? Like, how do you play Jack Sparrow and look like, norm, like a normal Jack Sparrow? How does that even happen in real life? Like, to play the part of Jack Sparrow has to be, like, fucking... And being that character, like, that's for so long, like, insane. Insane. As much as we might talk like, about Johnny Depp, like... Be- Hold on. Do you think he starts believing his Jack Sparrow? Because these people, all these yes. actors, they play these roles and stuff like that, that they are... I feel like they actually take on the characteristics of the role that they're playing, and it becomes part of them. And I... Not and so I much Johnny Depp. No, no. I think no, so. no, not so much, not so much, Johnny Depp. No, no, the stories about obviously on uh, on on the shooting stuff. People like uh, Daniel Day Lewis, people like Joaquin Phoenix, and that totally just like get into the role, they sleep in their costumes and like act like they're on set and around the stage and shit. Like Daniel Day Lewis, when he did uh, There Will Be Blood, he didn't get changed or washed, showered or anything for three months, you know. And he, he basically, like, went around, like, he had a fucking shit caravan and everything. He basically, like, went around the fucking entire, like, shoot, like, just fucking acting like him, fucking grumpy and fucking spitting at people and, like, just never, ever, ever left character. Apparently, he did that on uh, Lincoln and all. Lincoln, he never, ever left character, ever. He just he talked like him, like, to the crew and, like, the director and that. They're like, what's going on? Like, they were, they were wiped out, but... 
people like them are really hardcore. Johnny Depp is not that, but he's just got it. He can just like immediately switch into a role and he's that role. Incarnate, whichever whatever you look at, whatever he's done, he's been fucking brilliant. Like one of the most exceptional actors of our time. But he's not that like livid 24-7 method guy. He doesn't have to. Unlike some of the others, like I said, Daniel Taylor was Joaquin Phoenix. They are well noted for like living on set, like as their character and shit. Johnny so Depp's too busy getting high. It's called Christian it's Bale, called method acting. Yeah. Method acting, yeah. But Christian Bale, he drove his family insane because he wanted if he was Batman. While he was filming thing, everything he did, he was Batman. And like, I don't know how. I, I think that shit would drive me crazy if I was married to somebody that changed the character. So there is an interview. Do you know one of the best current Wait, wait. Do you know one of the best current Wait a minute, wait a minute. Robo, Robo. Sorry. Robo, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So there's an interview with Peter Seller's mom where she talks about she haven't seen her son for like 30 years because she's he's constantly, or he was constantly in a role he was about to play or he just had played. So... The, the personality of her son was just lost in all the characters. Do you know who's oh talking God. about this as well? Do you know who's talking about this as well? And he's had, like, problems, but I think he's definitely, like, one of the best method actors, I think, of the modern era. Is And he's so underrated in regards to a method actor, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is just fucking absolutely exceptional. Go back and watch Bronson. Like... Tom Hardy's, like, evolution, revolution, like, into, like, Bronson and how he, like, pulled it off to perfection. And then you've obviously got the Chris, where you had to play, like, two people, one normal, one schizo, one straight, one gear, twin brothers. Like, bro, like, really, really fucking very, very clever guy, Tom Hardy, like, very clever guy. And then Alfie Solomon. Like, I'm not being funny if you watch Peaky Blinders and you didn't think Alfie Solomon's one of the greatest TV characters to have ever lived. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Listen, did you guys, I just put D, 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 whatever, um, news. So listen, <laughs> Open, um, New York Times has filed a lawsuit against Microsoft and OpenAI alleging copyright infringement for using thousands of articles to train ChatGPT. <laughs> We, what do you guys think of that? Are you put him in? Are you serious? The New York Times, yeah. Yeah, I put opened Mario the Yeah. Wow. Do you know why it's important? Because it's a watershed moment. Any dictionary, any academic text, any like this, this would open the fucking floodgates, flood gates to litigation, right? For days, right? I mean, like, yeah, corporations are, are going to love this case. They're going to be watching this closely because it'll stop AI from doing certain things and keeping out of business if uh, the New York Times are able to win. But but surely that would mean that we as individuals, like if we've put our own input in, then surely that would clarify, like if, if like we own that intellectual property, right? Like if I write an article and I put it in, even though it helps to improve it, like I still own that thing, right? I can't use that again, right? I mean, I mean, unless you know, they have those little disclaimers on the bottom. As soon as you sign up for something, you you already gave your up gave up your rights to that, and it becomes property of you know OpenAI or something. I'm just just a thought. 
Yeah, true. Watching yeah, any platform you use, nobody reads the small print and they don't understand you give up a lot of stuff when you sign up and use something. Well, here's the thing. All I have to say is hopefully for my friends that the Levana pool and osmosis opens up again. Nobody wants their <laughs> So what's know? happened to Levana then? What's happened? The fucked up did that. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Wait a minute. Hey, you ghost rock FM. You ghost rock FM once and look what and we put on a special show for you when we've just had you on. You ghost rock FM and look what happens. You have protocols in fucking shambles. Your airdrop, your distribution, your fucking LPs. I mean, bro, nobody wants to go through <laughs> them ever again. Like, <laughs> it's how they do math. I think it's there's something there's there's an issue with the math, and I know that they have a lot of mathematicians. I think Jonathan is a mathematician. Well, so, he looks he looks like he's never left the basement. He looks like he's never left the basement in six years, doesn't he? I mean, Captain Caveman down there. He's fucking doing all right, isn't he? Living on Pop-Tarts and fucking Xena fucking tips. <laughs> Xena! <laughs> that was oh a, that was an old school... Xena warrior princess. And then the Wait, Hercules comes to old watch school. them back to back. That was that an was old school movie <laughs> reference. Wait, that's an old school movie reference. There'll only be a few in the audience to know which movie that was from. I want, I want to supply a hot pockets and some Xena tapes. <laughs> Sounds like something that would be on Spaceballs, but I can't remember. No, Spaceballs was before Xena. Um, what was that movie? <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> you know, just want to throw it out, you know, my books and all that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's from the call, you know, the call. I'll steal your ID, you know, when he does the mobile phone trick with a trace and paper on the comb and he's like, you've got three long distance calls for life. I'll, I'll steal your entire life. One, zero, zero, one, one, zero, zero. I love that movie. Is it, is it illegal to say that I had the hots for Zena back in the day like Babe Like Zena no, because was some hot potato, I, right? I love Zena. And then when she got her little friend Gabrielle to come along with her little stick, Bow, bow, bow. I was like, this is this is mint. This is where I need to be right now. <laughs> Do you know what I grew up with? I grew up with Monkey Magic, and you're not going to believe this. It's on the TV over in Thailand, you know, now. The old school fucking Monkey Magic, you know. You know Monkey Magic, or not? Monkey. It's on TV in Thailand. Couldn't believe it. Monkey Magic? What is what is this? I mean, what do you mean? Like the, Holy the, fuck, the, what have you been team? doing with your life? Wait, Wait a minute, you, you don't know Monkey teams? Magic. Are you, Darling, are, you are you talking about Mooching Kings? I'm talking about monkey magic. I'm talking about Pixie. I'm talking about Chitty Taka. I'm talking about the cloud. I'm talking about the cloud. You... Are you shitting me or not? Are you really I'm not shitting, shitting me? You. I'm actually going to Google Monkey Magic starring Robert. I, I am not lying. <laughs> I walked in the shop the other day. I walked in the shop in Thailand the other day and they had the old school monkey fucking magic on the TV. I nearly fell off. I nearly shit myself. I was like, bro, man. This is like 19, early 1980s shit, man. You know, I can't believe you have Miss Monkey. Holy oh, fuck. No, okay, I've never seen this before, but what's insane is that they gave him some serious chops to make him look like a, like, is he like half monkey or something? Half monkey, half man? I don't know. The game some serious chops. 
Why? Why you gotta be racist? Why you gotta be racist against a fucking monkey? He's a fucking monkey for fucking God's sake! You're picking on his teeth or something. He looks like, like a person. He looks like a person. He does not look like a monkey. That's the point. That's the point, isn't it? He's like meant no, to be like. I don't like, understand. Well, he's meant to be like have some human characteristics, like emotions and feeling of of wholesomeness. I don't know what humans are supposed to feel. I haven't got any feelings. I'm just blagging it at this point. Like he's supposed to be like I don't know. Well, how do you make a fucking monkey be normal? Like he is a he is a monkey. It says Congo is the main character series, and he's an ambitious monkey. I guess he was just like he's a really best, good monkey. I'm on the bike, by the way. I'm on the bike. He's best mate's a pig, you know. Have you seen Pigsy? He's called Pigsy. I'll end the why. Monkey, Pigsy, Chicky Chaka. No, I ain't never seen this before. I thought you were talking about the Mooching Ching, which is the little kids that look like they are like little monkey babies. The Mooching Chings. Do you know what I'm talking about? No? All right. Just checking. Is it, is it basically, I'm, I'm on the motorbike, I shouldn't even be doing this, I'm riding on the phone on the phone. Wait a minute, there's only me in the room, but not the fucking magic, I didn't believe I'm the only one over 40 in the fucking room. Can somebody please come up and fucking vouch for me that no. monkey is a thing we watch on the TV as kids? I don't know why, but I think that nobody in here has seen monkey magic. That's just my guess. I have no clue of what mon- monkey magic is. Yeah, no. I thought he was like maybe his mom and dad, one was human, one was a monkey, and they had the monkey, you know, the monkey magic boy because that's what he looks like. Hey, did you see monkey magic? Did you ever see this weird ass show? I don't know if it was you or if it was Robo or who threw me the mic, but all I knew was I got a mic throw. I was like, if there's nobody here over 40, and then I get the mic, like, way to call me out. But yeah. Hey, it's okay. Yes. <laughs> that was B-Bunch. B-Bunch is the only one that would send you the mic. Listen, first, of all, first of all, I did send the mic. Second of all, it's my birthday and I'm 40 today. Okay? Happy so, birthday. Not, not, Welcome to Second Puberty. <laughs> I know. I'm hitting my second act, guys. So I'm straight, straight into my second act. But yeah, that type of shit creeped me the fuck out. I mean, it, I I actually never watched that show. I know what it is. It creeps me out. Same as like a there, you know how you have like a Western movies, Cowboys and Indians, and during the time frame that was when uh, Twilight Zone came out the series, and it was built off of like the what ifs, the different realm spectrums, and that's when um, Planet of the Apes ended up coming out, and everything was about fucking monkeys, and I hated it. They understand more than you know, and they will be taking over. So I just want to let you know that artificial intelligence is going to give the monkeys the ability oh to my uh, take over. I'm just letting you know. I'm yeah, just they're going to remember gonna their first sacrifice, not to the moon. They're not their moonshot, but they're going to remember their sacrifice of their first time that heads could be replaced by bodies or bodies could be replaced by heads. Two thousand and one, Space Odyssey. What a fucking great movie! Probably fucking your man's best work, right? I tell you what, you must have seen that B band. Did it let me down on this one? You seen that now? Um, what was it? Space Crew Odyssey. Space, 
Is it? So you haven't seen it? I mean, talk Listen, about the mountain. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a, a very large um, brain capacity, so I can only remember 15-minute increments. The beginning <laughs> scene when the monkey smashes the bone, like one of the most prominent scenes in movie history. Actually, it was uh, just wrote it, uh, Greatest Movie of All Time by uh, Git Leading Pole of Experts, wasn't it? Surprise, surprise. No, I've, I've I've never seen this movie. You gotta go and watch it. I tell you what, kids, right though. When I was a kid, those Planet of the Apes used to scare the fucking living daylights out of me. I mean, I watched the early stuff of the seventies and eighties and that, and they were fucking terrifying back in the fucking day. Especially the one when the man's in the spaceship and he lands on their planet, and they're all really clever and have a normal society, and then they've got them in the cage like fucking we do with monkeys. It's kind of mental, isn't it? Monkeys keeping us in cages. Imagine the smell. You know, I, actually... I think that's why I hate zoo. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, kid, you go. I was just going to be all sappy and shit and emphasize where, you know, where all went wrong was the empathy. You know, that was the whole storyline of Caesar arising and, you know, go the downfall of the human uh, race was the lack of empathy of they swapped out the monkey swapped out caesar you know more of a sentient monkey with one of the zoo monkeys from the circus and we killed him and his parents so he was he never forgot that's all so ai we have a second coming you have to be more empathetic toward it you yeah. have to hear about the chimp did you hear about the chimp story that fucking Joe Rogan, you talked about not forgetting, did you hear about the chimp story that uh, Joe Rogan was telling on his show about the birthday cake? Do you, you know about this one, Kit, or not? I don't watch Joe Rogan. Fuck. This, oh, this was off ages ago, this story, but it's probably true. So this man in America, yeah, got a chimp, right, like you do. Everybody gets a chimp in because, like, that's a normal house pet to have as a fucking chimp. I don't know what's wrong with fucking people in fucking Louisiana and places like that. Anyway, he gets his chimp, and as he gets older, gets stronger, he knows he can't take care of it. So he takes it to the sanctuary. On his birthday, he goes to visit the chimp, and he takes it a kick, right? So on the first year it's there, he takes it a kick. Second year he's there, it's there, he takes it a kick. Third year he's there, he takes it a kick. The other chimps were watching this and got jealous. And the fucking next year he takes the fucking kick. And the fucking other chimps fucking know it's like, what's happening? And they're that upset that they get out. I mean, the 80s fucking testicles that you've pulled out in 80s fucking eyeballs. Like the fucking... Like the whole fucking troop just fucking bang, escape and come out, you know, and ravage your man. Not the chimp he was going to take, like the one that loved him, that looked after him, he's taking the cake to. The, the others, because they knew that he hadn't like done that for them, they hadn't forgot year after fucking year. And the, the, basically fucking ate pretty much like 50% of his body, like fucking frightening. Who would have a fucking chimp? I'm sorry, like, I'd rather have a fucking hippopotamus in my house than a fucking chimp. What's wrong with you? Listen, that, that listen after, I, I was I was a little girl when I heard the story of that lady getting her face ripped off by her friend's monkey, that her friend was keeping the monkey drugged up and, 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 and on medication and shit, 
And then um, just to keep him under control because he was getting bigger and bigger, she came over and that monkey ripped her face, ripped her face off. She had to have like her face, a new face implanted, like uh, from a donor. So she, she had this like, I, I just, after that, I was like, I don't fuck with monkeys. And that's another reason I hate going to the zoo. I fucking hate the zoo. The zoo is torture for me. When I go to the zoo and I look around all these animals in cages, I know some of them, maybe they're hurt. And that's why they're there. There was like a bald eagle that has like a messed up wing. So he's being taken care of. But unless there's like a reason for them to be in the zoo, I can't, I can't stand it. I can't go, stand going to the zoo. All I can think about is them wanting to get out. And I no, I, 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 I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Yeah. That's how I think. Yeah. So hear me out. I, I totally agree with you. But there are zoos in the world that are doing real fucking critical pioneering Bio, like bioengineering work to such a degree that we can't even imagine it to save species for future generations that may never be able to like witness them. And I, I mean, I will highlight particularly because I just know because I've been and I've been in the inner workings of them. I mean, London Zoo, Edinburgh Zoo, Melbourne Zoo, and San Diego. There's others I can mention, a lot of others. There's a couple of good ones in Germany and stuff, but. Those four that I've mentioned are probably the most amazing, like pioneering, trying to like save like critically endangered like species. Like the way endangered or the, the endangerment of animals work is really weird. You need to go and look at the actual scale of endangerment, right? And and see what it takes to become like critically endangered, okay, so etc. What do you so but what there, you there I know what you're saying, and no, no, I know what you. I, I didn't want to see a polar bear in a zoo, but I do want to like save and like try to save like pygmy monkeys through a breeding program, and then be like, like we do need to preserve things for future generations, babans. Things that are. At I the agree. Moment. Listen, I agree with preserving it, but once you preserved it, are they like letting them free so that they can live their lives, or are they keeping them? They have the done. Zoo, they have so done. Not the have what done. They preserve. I mean, they I'm have just, done I'm, with certain species. They have done with certain species of lions uh, that uh, up in like Liberia and that. The white lion. They have done with uh, the wolf. The, one of the greatest successes what people don't realize is actually about the wolf. Is it the? Is it the? A uh, great. I can't remember if it's that one or the one in America where they've like the the wolf population was virtually like decimated. And it fucked up the like ecological, like uh, the ecology of the, the 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 local environment, and they were like, "Oh fuck, where we, we've got these fucking you know these prey that are fucking gnawing away on all of these fucking root vegetables and blah blah blah. We've got nothing to kill them, and they actually had to like introduce the wolf population back, which was virtually like extinct, honestly. And it's been an unbelievable roar and success." That's one example anyway, but yeah, I know what you mean, but like, at, at least if we preserve them, then we can release them in the future. But I, I know what you mean. The more that we have them in a fucking zoo, the more the more difficult it is to be able to like, let them out in the wild. But, you know, what's more important, that these don't ever exist again, or that like future generations can see them in their real form? I don't know. Okay, so so future generations can see them in their real form and stuff like that. So they see them. Are they adding to the ecosystem? I mean, are they, you know what I mean? Like, or are they just being kept in cages? That's, I think that that's my thing. Are you preserving things just so you can make 
money off of people coming to the zoo? No, no, or... definitely none of this programs or stuff. They, they definitely are doing different things around the world. But there's been that many mistakes, you know, where we've introduced something and non-native species as well to an environment we thought it would flourish and do well, right? Like the cane toad. And it hasn't. It's had the exact opposite. And it's become, you know, a pest. It's become invasive. Uh, it's a very that's a it's a very hard convo, B bands, and there's people still having this shit all over the world about zoos and and that's all I wanted to say is yeah, your average zoo is a piece of shit. Even the greatest zoos or that do look after the animals, it's the ones that are doing the scientific research and the real pioneering things that interest me. Like I say, London, Melbourne, uh, Edinburgh, San Diego, by far and away, like a, a world leaders. And have had like these have been leading like the field of like zoology for the best part of like 150, 160 years since the old uh, zoological society of the UK and shit, right? Back in the old like Victorian days. Oh, it's always going to be a difficult convo. There's an Omniflix space. Didn't we say that we weren't going to have a space if Omniflix was oh, having a space? Shit. Fuck. Too late now. All right. I, Too late. Well, no, no, I mean, just, uh, we just... it's been gone an hour. No, no, they'll be fine. It's Christmas. We're oh. allowed to party. We're allowed to party. We're allowed to party. Oh, but I, I'm going to be honest, Babe Bands. I'm going to be honest with you. Listen, one of my ambitions in life is to go and see the lowland gorillas, right? In Rwanda on, on the border, like a, it's like a tri-border. Of like uh, Uganda, uh, Rwanda, and uh, the De uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, right? And uh, I think it's the Democratic Republic. I might just be the Congo. And I've always wanted to go and see these animals in the wild. I've always wanted to literally just have the fucking bottle. Ever since I saw your man in the late 70s, Attenborough, with the gorillas, I've wanted to be in that position where I would have to submit, but I could be there in front of that gigantic, like, beast, like, three times, four times I was sized, like, five times the power of a good, strong man. Like, And yet, you go to a zoo, and I've got to say, of all the things I've ever seen, there's nothing more fucking heartbreaking, right, than a gorilla in a zoo. Because you're going to look at that gorilla. Nine times out of ten, they're just going to want to be in the box most of the time. They're like the little nest box thing. It's bad. You look in their eyes and you see the sadness. And you can feel it and it resonates and it really does radiate out of them. And it's the only... The, 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 the gorilla, whether it's a lowland gorilla or a mountain gorilla, the, you see them in, in captivity and they're just... They are the one... They're them polar bears. Because obviously it's illegal in Europe now to have a polar bear in a zoo after the uh, last one died, Mercedes, in uh, Edinburgh a few years ago. So now like illegal to have polar bears in zoos yeah, in the state in uh, in Europe. I don't know what it's like in the states, but like they are two animals that just didn't belong in the fucking like a panda, yeah. Because a panda in the wild, ninety percent likely to fuck kill itself. The dumb cunt. Like, a panda is much better off in captivity than it is in the wild. What do you mean? How, why is a panda... Well, they're, dumb, like they're just dumb, they're dumb. They're dumb. They're just dumb fucks, man. Pandas are stupid, like... But by kill themselves, I mean, because they can't even breed. Like, they're that retarded, man. They can't even, like, fucking... Like, they are, like, the worst reproductive, like, species on fucking planet Earth, right? And then your mama Rani has one baby anyway, doesn't she? She doesn't even have a litter to choose from. She only has one. 
she they they usually come in pairs and one dies through um, Aye, one dies yeah, yeah. nature same their well. time yeah their yeah. their digestive tract is very finicky that's why they're very selective in bamboo and they spend their entire life being very picky and selective traveling for food um but yeah in captivity no one understood why they couldn't you know, take care of a panda uh, until they discovered, oh, the digestive tract, why they constantly groom the stomach of a a baby panda to help the, um, you know, poop cycle. It's, yeah, they're actually, this is an animal where it's engineered its own dumbness. So it's the same as a koala, which is obviously dependent on the uh, eucalyptus, the blue eucalyptus, right? Like a koala, if you look at an X-ray of a koala, you'll see a gigantic like brain cavity, and then inside of there, you'll actually see this like tiny little like wall, not a brain, because brain power takes energy, it takes calories. So the more that you think, and the more that you're awake and not asleep, like when you're asleep, you're conserving calories. That's basically why the koalas have evolved to be what they are. Koalas like. Them five million years ago, whatever two million years ago, were nothing like what they are now. They were proper, like hyperactive, like big brain, like chimp brain style, like animals. Like, but their dietary requirements or like, what, the, the, the abundance of that particular food led them to be able to just like evolutionary over a period of time just slow down all of the metabolistic like systems. Like, I mean. For your brain to shrink, obviously we're talking like millions of years ago, but for your brain to go, it's like a decent size. I would say like the brain cavity is like about the size of like a Granny Smith apple. And then when you actually look at the x-rays, you'll see, like I said, it's about the size of like a walnut. Right, but a brain cavity is not supposed to be that big for a brain that's small because it doesn't have the right wait kind of like cushion. Wait, there. Like, Did you think perfectly? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Okay, so I'm, I just posted to the top, uh, Greg Ozier, uh, Ozier from AKT put, posted something that CoinGecko is saying that the AI narrative is le- being led by AKT and Render. How very interesting. Very, very interesting. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, Red Greg's Eye. Been, you? Greg's, Greg's been all over. Uh, Greg's been all over fucking AI since day dot, right? He's never stopped talking about it. Good morning, good morning, guys. So what's going on? How you doing? On the- How you doing, bro? Right. How was your Christmas? Are you Gucci? Yeah, it was good. I was uh, I was hoping to do some writing this past weekend, but it's been rainy as hell. So, uh, yeah, just enjoying it. Spent some time with family, spending time with my dogs. Uh, you know, simple person. How about you guys? You do anything uh, particularly interesting over this holiday weekend? I, uh, I all over the shared drama. I, uh, all over us now. Say that one more time. Dude, the mute button's getting stuck like fuck here. I don't know what's going on. Are you all over the shared drama? Is everything back to normal now on the home front? Uh, still waiting to get the... Uh... 
Still waiting to get our Twitter account back. Hopefully, after the holiday season, everything will be. Shut the fuck up. You still haven't got the Twitter back. Are you no. kidding me? I mean, kidding. Nope, not kidding. But ah. I mean, it doesn't. It hasn't stopped. Uh, hasn't stopped our progression from launching stuff, and you know, markets. Uh, you know, still, still going. So things have been well. Dude, did did Elon basically lay off like all the customer service? Like, because all I've heard is complaint and upon complaint upon complaint about fucking Twitter and the customer service and like getting fucking shit sorted. Yeah, I mean, I was I was trying to look at Twitter's like average usage over the past uh, year, like since Elon bought it, and you know, there's. I think there's like 250 something million monthly average users. So, you know, if you only got a hundred people doing customer service or a few hundred people doing customer service, you know, that's a lot of motherfucking people per support person. Like it just kind of puts it. Yeah. It's it's 99, it's 99% automated, isn't it though? That's the fucking problem is when it's automated customer service, no one's going to fix anything, right? The tricky issues. Yeah, Yeah, having a a connection to someone at Twitter is definitely super helpful. Um, But, you know, there's there's not a whole lot we can do other than just, like, ask them to move a little bit quicker. Uh, But with the holidays um, being this past weekend, uh, hopefully all the busyness is gone and we can get this shit back soon. Um, yeah. Other than that, to be, to be fair, to be fair, now this is happening that much. I'm very surprised that like Twitter or X, whatever we call, uh, don't put like a dedicated customer support up just for this. It should have like a dedicated like live fucking customer support, even just to get it logged on a system by a human being. To put in a SOM like queue system, right? Yeah. Yeah. The odd thing is, you know, it's our, the account has been suppressed. So there's like nothing new coming from the account, but also, you know, we can't do anything. So it's kind of just in like this stale period, which I guess is better than having, you know, someone posting malicious shit on your, on your social media account. Well, it could be it could be that, or it could be what they did to Jackal, where they started like proper like rugging Jackal. Like I mean, they were proper trolling Jackal in the end, weren't they? I mean, mm-hmm. that got ridiculous. Like you know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about, yeah, the stuff, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> the N word and yeah. shit, right? Just straight disrespect. Uh, you, you're lucky you've got away lightly. Then, if that's the case, right? Yeah, yeah. probably for sure. It's probably people who don't even know what they're doing. You yeah, know? but hopefully, uh, by have you have you been asked for a ransom? Have you been asked for a ransom? No. Okay. Nope. It was. Wow. Uh, I That's mean, it. we got the account suppressed within like twenty-four hours, forty-eight hours. Um, and at this point, like, and we've, I believe they removed the previous people who had uh, switched it to their like to their credentials. So it's just kind of a waiting game right now. But in the meantime, I'll stay okay. like trying to spin this as like, you know, something positive can come from it. I think that it's somewhat helpful for us as a, as a contributor set and as a community to like, I think we talked about this last time, like 
an over-reliance on a particular centralized group in order to do your business. Like this is forcing us to think about like, all right, obviously your business can't stop because of this. Like you can't just shut the doors and be like, all right, guys, fucking no more private DeFi until, uh, till we get the Twitter back. You still have to figure out how to, how to get your message out, continue pushing stuff. Cause like we can't really wait on or it would not be in our best interest to wait to get things like all sorted out on the social front um in order to continue like promoting new connections integrations blah 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 so yeah i see i see shades on the list of this uh superstar spaces so obviously your man's keep trying to be relevant i mean he struggles doesn't he but so who's going on the uh it was going on the Cotton Eye Joe space. Uh, the shade is that you or is Carter going on? Uh, I saw it on like five. What are you ta- What are you referring to? I'm, I might be out of the loop. Is it shade protocol on a huge space with Joe and Tank like tomorrow or something? Could be like I'm sure like shade injective like Kojira, like full full ensemble right i saw you got that uh then, it, then it could be something that carter is uh doing like he might be talking with, uh okay. joe and tank uh in particular i think yeah i saw it was scheduled i saw it was scheduled for like five hours i'm like that's pretty damn hard to fucking nail down a full team mm-hmm. of speakers like good luck if you pull that one off the fucking ground yeah Cito did something so, you know, similar you know, whereas like he did a 2023 year in recap and they had like 20 something teams on and uh yeah it, it's got to be hard to to host that you know i know you know what it's hosting dude, some we've big done a lot Bro, we've done several summits now. You know, we've done the uh, the Dow summit. We did the uh, LSD summit. We did the randomness summit, where we brought like four or five teams on. Holy fuck! Just to, and there's always people that'll drop you in and all. Like you must be trying to book seven or eight to get four or five. Holy fuck! It's a nightmare. It is a logistical nightmare to reach out to like stride but quicksilver you know this one this one at the same time and say do you want to come on a show together or like like i say like you know dow dow and, and function and others dude it is so fucking difficult man. even like half an hour before a show starts you've got people like contacting you saying oh this has come up or this has come up and you know i can't do it or i'll have to jump in later or this. like it's it's when you pull it off when you actually manage to do it a show with like four or five projects some, like and you get it, it's like wow did we just pull that off you can't even believe it so yeah it's dude it's not fucking easy like that's why i haven't been bothered lately in 2024 we're gonna make a comeback bro. we've got plans is this something that uh that tank posted on his twitter have to see i haven't looked at probably joe i think it's probably joe i think because joe's joe's the main dude on it i think tank's just a co-host right Let's see. It's either going to be, if it's five hours, it's either going to be interesting as fuck or it's going to be boring as fuck with loads of tumbleweed moments. You ain't got, there's no room to hide out there. Yeah, okay. yeah he's got it in DeFi Megaspace. Yeah, that should be interesting. Oh, five hours of DeFi. Good luck to you, lot. <laughs> I'll, 
I'll skip through the read later when Carter talks. <laughs> Literally, I'll be skipping. I'll be skipping through until Carter and Dove talk. I'll be. It. <laughs> yes, we got Miglu, Sam, Kuji, Shade. Uh, who else is this? This Kava. Yeah, Kava, Kinetics, Entry Point. Hmm, interesting. A few teams on here I'm not familiar with. So. I know, I know. I had a couple of questions. I mean, I'm not going to be funny. I saw the big L ones, and then I saw the shitty little like Carver decks, and I thought uh, there's a PD in there for you and the sun. And I know who's paying the bills. Uh, no offense, Joe, if you're listening to replay. No offense. All, all fair and love and war, brother. All fair and love and war, brother. Have you, uh, Robo, you thought about any any spaces you want to do to, like, kick off the new year? Uh, anything special? Or are you looking to just continue doing what you guys are doing? Uh, yeah, bro. I mean, I've got, at the minute, I've got a list of about 25 guests, and I'd say four of them are from the Cosmos. Uh, my intention in 2024's getting fucking Rag FM, like not out of Cosmos, but like really spreading our wings to other viable points of conversation. I'm not talking about fucking Cardano nights with your man. Uh, like I'm really interested in what's happening on like things like Solana, Avalanche right now. I'm interested to see what's happening on fucking F. Quite interested to see what's happening with Metaverses. We know Bands. I'm just interested in everything like Red Eye like. I don't know. Have you, uh, if that answers your question, it, like when you're when you're thinking about where you want to uh, take Rack FM, like are you are you taking into account like where you think particular markets are going to be, or like how markets will develop over the next six? Months? Okay, so I'll answer I'll answer that in a really easy question. So, like priority number one is to not be the circuit, but create the circuit. So. I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you'll agree that we've all seen these protocols, whether it be fucking Joe Chain, whether it be Nolus, whether it be Leap Wallet, you know, and there's there's only so many shows and so many outlets and so many platforms in Cosmos. And then what will happen is that something like Nolus will come along and in the space of like five days, you've got the wrong Cosmos spaces. They're on the tank. They're on the Don. They're on a seagull. I mean, guys, this is the limit to how many times you can hear the same person talk about the same fucking thing. Some of these people in the industry got some synchronicity between them and actually like thought about it and actually planned some shit. It might not be so obvious, but really, for me, the Nolus one was fucking, I thought it was pathetic. I mean, they're on Cosmos spaces and then they're on tanks 24 hours later. And then, then the day I did with Joe, 24 hours later, and then 24 hours later, it's like, bro. Now, I could mention about, I, I, actually, I'm not. I could mention about another project that was worse than that, but I, I, actually, I'm not, because I, I, need to, I need to be careful about what I say in life, and I need to think about some people that I've got a lot of respect for, no matter what I've done in yeah, the past. Yeah, I mean, what, what I get I the, you know, from projects, uh, perspective, like especially if you have something really big, you're wanting to promote and celebrate. You know, you want to do your rounds, but 
Yeah, trying to do it strategically is is important, right? Because like you said, if all you're talking to is Cosmos folks, there is going to be some level of synchronicity between them because like the things that you're kind of thinking about, the ecosystem that you're exposed to on a daily basis uh, is the same. And so like you're going to get very similar questions. People are familiar with the same stuff. So like one one interesting thing that uh, I like is, you know, as a Cosmos project, I love being able to talk with other ETH projects um, just because there's such a difference in like the expectations, a lot of the like, um, yeah, yeah, I guess like the expectations for the environment you're in, uh, the tools that you use on a daily basis, they're all different. So like you get to give maybe more in depth, or more detailed responses to things that like Cosmos folks might find boring or they might find redundant. It's like, yeah, we already know about IBC uh, or we already know about, you know, insert some other uh, value proposition that Cosmos provides. Um, What they show us think about themselves, you are only as good as your fucking guest list. And if you're going to carve up the same shit that people have just done over four or five shows over the last like week to 10 days, just people, you not, in fact, not only are you not going to get people interested, you're going to turn people off. And, and we've seen it though, time and time of fucking game. Like, how many spaces did Guppy and Ashdow do in the last 10 days? Like, you haven't heard of them from fucking last 12 months. I mean, obviously, I know they did the Crypto Dungeon Project, but you haven't heard of them for 12 months. You've never seen any of them on space. You've never heard heard their voices. But, my God, they've been fucking everywhere on every fucking show. I mean, we could talk all day and all day, but that's what I'm saying about the level of, a, like, a good show or, or good quality, what's going to bring people back. You need to have that, like, level of variety. And I've got to be honest, my inspiration, do you know where I came from? B bands. B bands. She'll tell you. Yes. I, I don't know. Why come and not get tangled there? Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, no, no. You had, <laughs> when I came across Bare Bones, week two, when I came across Bare Bones, right? Yeah, like, I, I was, I mean, talk about a shot caller. You fucking nailed every guest. I was like, who's this motherfucker? Where did I find it? Where, where? Like, I'm I'm literally in awe, like, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, and I remember when you did that guy, the Song of Day guy or whatever it was, and it was like, you did 1.5k listens or something, and you only had, like, tiny little followers, and I'm like, fucking look at these numbers. Like, yeah, you're, I learned a lot about booking guests from you, like, deep on back in the early days. Like, and I'm not ashamed to say that, man. I was like, you've got to go left bait, like, get the good shows you know oh thanks robo appreciate you so listen i am going to have to get ready for my day now i've been hanging with my friends for a couple hours it's time for me to say au revoir ciao bella love you guys you wanna <laughs> you wanna swap <laughs> you wanna swap yes let's swap, we swap let's swap i'm just i won't close it out i just will Leave it open and then you hop in, okay? Or 
Do I just, or do I close it out? I don't close, remember how we do the swap. Close the app. No, no, you close the app. Don't close down the space. Close the app. Okay, close the app. you got it. All right. Okay, I'm... cheers, baby. Take care, darling. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Guys, I'll be back in a minute. While I'm missing, Tank's going to talk to y'all. You want me to, Hello, you want me to leave it? I'm going to I'll talk to Red Eye all day long. <laughs> why, why I'm here. Don't worry about it. I got off my stream. My fucking camera wasn't working. I was like, fuck this shit. What's up, Red Eye? What's going on, dude? How was your Christmas holiday break? It was um it was good, man. I was I'm sick. Still kind of sick right now. I don't know, I guess. I'm still dealing with whatever the fuck is going around. But it was good, man. It was it was good. Went up to traveled up to Ohio, came back uh in one piece, and so it's all good. Uh I got I got some uh, fun fun you're gonna love it. Um, so been talking with the guys over there at Shade, and we're gonna be putting out more Shade content soon. Find it interesting. Find it compelling. Find it motivating. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to put it all out there just yet because it's like we're waiting for the the new year. Yeah, dude, now I'm going to have to figure out how to actually join your streams on. Uh, <laughs> it's on easy. Twitter. I it's listened tough. to them for about like five to ten minutes, and then when I realized I can't send you messages, uh, I'm just like, all right, fuck this. Do you, do you just watch it on Twitter or do you go yeah. on YouTube? Yeah, I just, I didn't know it's a YouTube thing. Yeah, I just watch it on Twitter or listen to it's it. A, it's, it's, I got it from Joe. It's all Joe's fault. Uh, but it's a, it's an app. It's like a web browser app thing called Restream, which allows you to stream, obviously, oh, yeah. to both Twitter. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, <laughs> until just recently, they allowed you to do that, but you would only see, like, uh, YouTube comments. But they literally just integrated Twitter and um, YouTube and Facebook, for that, for that matter, uh, all together. So if you, if you try to send messages now, you, you should be able to see it. Sweet. Yeah, I, I used to use Restream quite a bit. Um, haven't done it as much, uh, lately just cause I, most of the stuff I'm doing is on Twitter spaces. Um, yeah, that's cool. That, that's really, awesome. it's good. I'm a, I'm a OBS guy, like at heart, I came up with the OBS. I've always used open broadcast software, like the overlays and all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. But like, I, I will say if like, you just want to like plug in, go reach like and stream to both really quickly, really fast. Restream is nice, but it's expensive. It's stupid expensive, dude. And it like, there's a lot of little things. But anyway, I, I like I've been actually uh, wondering if I'm gonna go back to OBS or not. But it's nice because then you can have guests just join via a web browser link, and it's like you know easy peasy. It's like Zoom. Do you do anything uh, fun or exciting over the holiday break? No, just try not to die inside. Yep. But I don't know. I think I got like whatever, I don't know, it's not the flu or whatever. It's just like sinus funk where it's just like been hacking and coughing up my my life. Yeah, um, dude, I'm right there with you. The past like four days I've been dealing with this. Yeah, what the fuck is going on, dude? What did you get did you get checked out? Is it like the flu or what the I didn't go I, I haven't I didn't go to the generally I try and reserve my doctor's visits for like when I feel like I'm on my deathbed. Like when you're dying, yeah. dying, yeah. Me too. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just, you know, try and stay hydrated, uh, try and make sure I'm getting all vitamins and minerals I can, taking supplements and just trying to take care of my body. Luckily, I had a nice little break to where I didn't have to 
focus on work for a few days. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to show me all the ins and outs. Like I've you know I've dabbled obviously, um, and here and there I was going kind of go back and check my shade and, and and what's going on over there, bonds and all this other stuff. But you're, we're gonna have to have you on and uh, we'll have to educate myself and everybody else on what's happening over there more about with shade. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff that I always feel like I wanna talk about, like topics that we get questions about all the time, and it's not necessarily things that are specific to shade like a lot of these questions are applicable to like a lot of DeFi protocols like you know what is impermanence loss like how can you evaluate uh impermanence loss like when you're looking to open up lp positions you're looking to borrow like how can you create particular strategies using this and i always try and walk a fine line with like telling people how to do this because i'm not i don't want to give people advice like yeah you should you know leverage stake or you should you know create delta neutral strategy for your volatile assets or whatever the case may be um but it's always nice being able to do like more strictly educational stuff where it's like all right we're just talking objectively here um yeah i think i think the the ideal thing and what i've seen and learned uh, you know, especially being a content, whatever, I, I hate these terms. Uh, I'm still trying to find like whatever I think is appropriate for myself. I hate influencer. I hate content creator. I hate all this other stuff, but like being a talking head on the internet, uh, I think the best way to do it is just kind of like inform people of the definition and the concept and then let them kind of figure out. Cause you definitely don't ever want to like suggest a strategy to somebody because then that's a slippery slope and people get fucking pissed when it doesn't work out. It's like, for some reason, never their idea. It's always yours, and you gave them the financial advice to do it, and they're like, "What the fuck?" So, like, if you're trying to explain impermanent loss and all this other stuff, that's fine. That they're like, but it does. I will say, you are right. When you have a guest, and you can kind of like bounce back, uh, like a think tank kind of conversation between the two, and hopefully, people get the general gist of what you're saying, so that they can kind of like conceive their own thought process in their head based on the conversation they're watching you two have. Like, that's the more ideal way to go about putting out content in my that's why i love having guests on that's why i love spaces and stuff like that because it's like you don't necessarily have to like tell people like your thoughts about how to ideally do a strategy on shade or something like that but you could tell them like the benefits and like you know like or like define like the functions uh or potential benefit functions that 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 the protocol provides and then you can kind of like let them figure that out yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Like, and I think that fits well, which is the example of impermanence losses. Like, well, when would I want to, like, when would someone want to LP volatile assets together versus like pairing against stable coins? It's like, um, you know, trying to explain some of these things without being like, oh, well, if you think ETH or Bitcoin is going to go up, then like, don't pair against your stable coins or, if you think, you know, ETH Bitcoin's going down, you know, don't pair against another volatile asset, whatever the case may be, um, you know, trying to educate people. And like, for me, it was a, it was a bit longer of a road. I had to learn a lot of this shit the hard way, like losing a ton of money from, <laughs> from IL on osmosis in the early days. Um, and so like some people, you know, they learn because they get wrecked and it's like, I don't ever want this to happen again. 
Some people just want to do it from like a speculative perspective. Um, so yeah, I, I always love doing these spaces as well because uh, if people can get the concept, they can they can make the connections themselves. Um, with less educated audiences, you know, it's you got to be a little bit more blunt about what you're trying to say, and that's when I think um, it can get into that like murky territory of giving people advice on what to do. Um, so. Yeah, no, the, the whole reason, I think, obviously, for me, well, not just for me, I think just probably in general, most people kind of believe this, but, you know, learn the best way to learn is do fucking up, do mistake. Like, when you touch the hot stove, you know you're not going to touch the hot stove after, uh, other than somebody telling you, hey, it's hot, don't touch that. Like, you're still going to kind of wonder, like, how hot is it? Until you touch it, then you're going to know, like, you know, so it's, it's the whole reason why I started doing content was because I was like, oh. You know, I got burnt so many damn times. I had to learn the hard way with so many freaking things. I wonder if there's something that I can kind of regurgitate out here in crypto world that, because the, the regular traditional world, like there's so many people that are way more better off than my, than I am that have way more money and like trying to trying to fit in there was like, no matter how great you were intention wise and, and profit wise, like it, you just, it, you know, you're probably not going to make it. So the whole reason why I started putting out content in crypto was like, hey, maybe I can uh, like give people some food for thought so that you know they can use i used to say this all the time so that they can use it to digest in their trading or investing journey like it wasn't financial advice it was just some food for thought because i've burnt my hat and like that doesn't you don't need to necessarily do that if you kind of get what i'm saying yep i'm i'm curious what do you have any particular learning like big learning moments for yourself this past year like anything that stands out uh no like more reconfirming and this sounds kind of big headed, but to be honest with you, this past year was very, very profitable for me, both in like in all of my endeavors, like when it came to trade fire, when it came to crypto and all this other stuff, like the stuff that I've been saying to people about like what I do, not necessarily telling them to do it, but just kind of showing them like you DCA four by four DCA strategy when, you know, when things are in the red, that's when you should be interested and all this other stuff, like do your due diligence and be fluid enough to move and, and take profits whenever they come like this past year over a little over a year and a half has been just more reconfirming to me that you know what i've been saying is is the right thing right for me the right way to go about doing things like i'm not a i'm not a home run swinger i don't want a home run swing i don't want to knock people out with my wins i don't want a flashy like you know how like some people will post like their 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 perpetual like leverage trade like i freaking i've got a 500 percent win because i was leveraged and stuff like that like, to me like that's just too much i want slow and steady maintainable sustainable growth uh over a long period of time and i always want to be conservative and taking profits as much as i possibly can and so like this past year everything that i've said has played out and i've, I've benefited by far through and through by, by saying and practicing you know what i preach and so it, i didn't learn anything i just kind of like had a realization like, yeah, no, that's, this is actually, you know, I already knew it, but like this again was supposedly supposed to be one of the worst times ever in, in trade fi and crypto, right? Like it wasn't for me though. It was very, it was nice. I bought a million dollar penthouse condo. I made a lot of money. Like it was great. Bro, what the freak? <laughs> just that, just that. What? what the fuck? In the background? <laughs> Oh my son! No, he's he's been 
like the whole time I'm saying stuff, he's hitting me because we bought him a whole bunch of like uh, uh, Lego sets, and he's like, to put this together in his hand. I don't know what, what are you doing. I put it on his head because I was talking so much. I was like, he was like, no, I said in his hand. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, this I would say for me, like my biggest and somewhat a shame to say it, but you know, it is what it is. I think my biggest learning moment that I actually took to heart was like not getting attached to your bags, like learning how to emotionally detach yourself from, from your picks and knowing when to cut losses, uh, understanding how to take profits. And, uh, I, I doubt I've uh, done quite as well as you, but this has been my most profitable year as far as trading and investing is, has gone, uh, out of the past three or four years, which is pretty awesome. And, you know, some of those lessons are hard to, hard to learn, especially if you've been following something for a year, two years and, yeah, just being able to take emotions out of it and realize that you can come back to something, you know, just because you sell it doesn't mean that's the last time you'll ever invest in it or, or hold it. Um, but being able to realize that, like, there are other opportunities. Um, yeah, so this is like a good personal growth uh, year for me. Yeah, I think, um, True that. like, I guess actually, like, as as you as you're talking about it, that kind of makes me realize, like, I think the one thing that a lot of people don't get right is they feel like because they spent the money on buying whatever the asset was, that's getting them emotionally tied to the asset. Like they feel tied to it, right? They've spent, they've, they've uh, sacrificed value to hold that asset. <laughs> and so that stops a lot of people from taking profits a lot of times because they feel like they're cutting themselves short from what they feel like they deserve out of taking that risk. Uh, and that's, I think, where a lot of people actually uh, need to do a lot of soul searching and growth uh, as far as like being an investor and or trader. Like you got to understand the markets are a tool. The, the investments, the money that you have right now, all of that, like you have to learn how to like emotionally disconnect from it all. Because if you don't, you're never going to use that tool to this full capacity and potential like growing your, your portfolio and or its own value over a long period of time. Like if you still consider a dollar to be a dollar to be a dollar all the time, or that that asset to be its previous all time highs, like, you know, if, I, if you look at like, oh, okay, I had a thousand dollars and I bought uh, Ethereum when it dipped back down, uh, you know, and, and I want to see it go back. Cause in my mind, it's tied to that value. Like Ethereum could go to 4,000, you know, it, it can, if I hold on to this long enough, it's going to, it will, like, that's insane. Like you should be, like continuously taking profits and using that to switch uh, in and out uh, and fluidly switch in and out of assets that have better potential, you know? So I don't know. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. This has been uh, this has been an awesome year and it was kind of odd having some of this like personal trading uh, knowledge that I learned alongside like, you know, all the shit that uh i do and other contributors do um for the protocols that they uh support and so um yeah sometimes i find it slightly odd to or like i i find it um the juxtaposition of like the knowledge and application of my knowledge uh to be quite 
interesting, like learning something in my personal trading experience and being able to take it and apply it to like my contributions to uh, a DeFi protocol or the opposite, you know, like something I learn in my capacity as a contributor that can apply to, um, you know, my personal uh, investing thesis, theses, whatever. Um, so I am super grateful for the opportunities that I've been given, you know, in this space and uh, just happy to continue continue doing this. You think uh, you'll end up being busier this upcoming year in crypto than you were in 2023? Well, if uh, the Juno, the Juno operation somehow has uh, any say to it, yeah, probably so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, you know, it's, it's really funny because as you're saying that, and as I'm getting, uh, I guess, I'm more officially involved uh, in, in, you know, certain ways throughout just being like a content creator and sharing my thoughts about things. Uh, it's interesting to see the fine line that a lot of people have to try to walk when it comes to being a developer uh, and being like, you know, also participant, an investor and or trader in the markets. Like, I think it's really, it's a lot of developers have a hard time distinguishing the two. Uh, and that's like, it, it's, it's also, it's really hard for, retail and investors and stuff like that to also participate and engage with these developers slash investors slash founders because they're also founders and they have like these benefits to being a developer uh, that they will use as a investor slash trader at the same time, which kind of don't, it, it's kind of like it's asked backwards at, at times, right? Like, cause you're trying to build this function, this thing that's gonna function. And as a developer, as like a, a parent, as a builder, someone that's nourishing this thing, like it has this like different means of value other than just financial value uh, because like you're literally trying to build this function. But at the same time, you have to like turn it on and off quite frequently because you're also trying to build a company, build a chain, build a, you know, and it's, it's weird. You get what I'm saying? Like you have to like take advantage of the thing that you're trying to nurture. It's like, it's like an abusive parent that like really loves their child, but at the same time needs to abuse their child to have that child grow it's it's really fucking weird it's weird isn't it it's like they're laughing but it's 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 true yeah i find the 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 thing that i find i kind of refer to what you're talking about is like switching hats you know like which hat are you wearing uh at a particular time and the one that i find myself struggling with the most just because this is like i started out as a community member right and then you move to a point where you're building your own community, your own audience, or you're contributing in a more formal way to, um, to, you know, a protocol, being able to switch back and forth from like wearing your contributor hat and thinking about, you know, the, the long-term uh, horizons of this protocol and everything that uh, it takes to make sure that you're there for the long-term versus being, uh, putting on your community hat and, you know, cause I, I guess the, uh, the example that comes to my mind is like, um, like a particular DeFi opportunity, right? Let's say a vault or uh, some borrowing opportunity or a perps market or something um, opens and it fills up, right? And then people are asking you as community members, like, hey, when are we going to expand this vault or this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Like being able to distinguish when like, 
yeah, wouldn't this be great from like a growth perspective or like uh, like social perspective if we can just keep running this up versus like from a protocol perspective, you're thinking about the safety, the long-term security of this, like what are all the things that we know we have to take into account that other people like your general community doesn't. And so being able to flip-flop back and forth from like that contributor community member hat um, it's probably the one that has been uh, the most difficult for me to do at times because they often <laughs> conflict with each other. Um, but yeah, this, you know, gotten pretty good at it this past year. No, I, I, I do. <laughs> and also, in all seriousness and like being f- f- real open about everything, like I fight, I fight, this is one of my biggest struggles all the time too, right? Like, cause you're, you just explained, you've done it before me. And now I'm kind of finding myself in this. Like I was just a community member putting out content, and then I find myself being more engaged, uh, you know, on a technical level, on the chain and stuff like that. And it's hard. It's really like so. I ask myself this all the time, especially in the cosmos, because IBC and the app chain thesis and all this other stuff. Like, is it a conflict of interest to be an operation manager, but then to have sub, like to be building community, to be building? I guess the community is the best because because isn't that like what we're trying to do anyway with IBC with with all of our protocols like aren't we supposedly bridging out anyway like it's weird because people are like oh is there a conflict of interest like I might have sponsors like they say okay so Kajira sponsors me uh, Jackal Protocol sponsors me or the channel and the stuff that I do on the channel and stuff that I say and they're like I'm just gonna put it out there and, and like so I have a potential sponsorship for Shape is that bad because I'm a Juno Operation Subdown member technically for me. I don't think so because I think I'm doing everybody else a favor by trying to grow a community within all those other communities. It's like it's like building bridges to other neighborhoods. Yep, that's exactly that what I was going to say. It's like you're you're helping. Yeah, to share resources uh, back and forth, right? Um, so I don't know, like, it, it, but it is it's hard because they okay then like, but it's also a PVP landscape where that community sometimes at twelve o'clock puts up its gate and it's like where we're building this, we're building this, we can't let these people know this, and this, 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 but at dawn, we're going to lower that again, or whatever. Like, it's really, it's a weird freaking, it's a weird, uh, Cosmos is fun, dude. <laughs> what else to say? It's fun. Like, I don't get it. Sometimes I do get it, and it's like, it's very fun to kind of try to navigate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, especially because like, you know, most protocols, they're not operating in a vacuum, right? They've got other projects they're collaborating with, integrating with, so like, I think, you know, if people are getting upset about that, even if you're like sponsoring two companies and like they're each other's major competitors, like you never know the overlap between those communities. You never know the value that could be shared or um, yeah, that could be shared through these opportunities. So like, I think people who are active in, a bunch of circles represent some of the best bridge builders because you you put in that time and effort to build those relationships. And for someone to say, oh, you've built a relationship with these people, like I, I think that's too much of a conflict of interest. To me, it's like you have become a more valuable bridge builder because I don't have to go and try and replicate what you these relationships you've built, right? This community that you've built. So that's just my perspective. I know I'm you know only one person. No, but it is it is refreshing to hear somebody who has 
been uh, and as is in a similar situation and seat um, such as yourself say the same thing because I've like I'm, I'll be honest I, I tussle with that all the time like all the time I get I get uh especially from the general people like get messages all the time like oh, thank I'm so happy you're on there all sort of stuff like and I'm not promising I think you know I'm just a person and stuff like that but there's a lot of times where I go shit would it be would I be doing more damage staying like this or would I be doing more benefit if I just denounce the operation thing and go keep building these these like organic bridges between other protocols, other chains, other communities, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. So I, I, I do tussle with that quite a bit because I have a lot of aspirations and dreams and, and hopes and wants for uh, not just, you know, but like all the other people. Because if we really believe IBC, we really believe in what we're doing, you're going to want a privacy feature and you're going to want, uh, you, you know, all these I'm going to want to go play in NFT land. I'm going to want to go across this bridge and go play in privacy land. I'm going to want to go play in permissionless land. I'm going to want to go play in governance land. I'm going to want to go play. And all these places can't be all of it in one, at one time. They, you need to be able to cross that bridge. And it's, it's funny how just like, I don't know, man, I guess I'm kind of going in circles with my thoughts, but it's funny how we PVP ourselves to death, but at the same time claim to be like IBC. Like that's our, our core strength is IBC. And it's like, but do you we think don't this want goes it. back to like people being emotionally attached to their bags? And like, I know this might sound counterintuitive for contributors. Like, obviously you have some level of attachment to the protocol you're contributing to. You're, you're spending your time and your energy uh, trying to help them succeed. But even then, like the emotional aspect of like, this can only be like this project is the only one that should be succeeding or this one is the only one that deserves attention um i think that is a lot like getting you're be, uh, you're thinking too subjectively uh. <clears throat> sorry just cough right you guys i think i think that's a lot of um there's a lot of that and there's a lot of more attachments to that too it's like every i it like you know for the normal person i'm only assuming because I, maybe i'm a little bit a step above the normal person now unfortunately but like i can only assume that they look at everything like everybody who has something going on claims that their shit doesn't stink and like the only like you said the only way to success is through their chain when it's like a lot of times for me in in my regular everyday life my my non-crypto everyday life and businesses my success comes by indirect success of others. And it's like, I, it baffles me that that's not the same thinking here in crypto world, right? Like, why wouldn't Shade or uh, Migaloo, like for, for Juno, why wouldn't a whale's success be the thing? Why can't it be, I should say, be the, the thing that determines Juno's success? Like, why not? Why, why, does it, why does it have to be like a Juno thing? Like, right? Like, it could be anything. It could be anything. And it's who the fuck cares? It could be Bitcoin, be Juno success, main success, somehow if we tie it together. It could be NFTs. It could be uh, privacy. It could be whatever the fuck. But we have to have those bridges to those other communities in order to take advantage of what they have going on rather than trying to just say, like, our shit doesn't stick. It has to be our shit that, that you hold in your hand, like, the, the period. Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's just really I think weird. As a, it, it's somewhat of a tangential uh, example, but like, I, I think what Kujira and, Man and Mantidao specifically have done to help build bridges in the cosmos is 
is really great because like uh as much as we want to talk about you know the all the like ethereal or uh not um, let's see less material value props for um you know integration or collaboration like um at the end of the day a lot of you know collaboration is contingent upon like liquidity or contingent upon like your ability to uh, financially commingle um and i think projects kind of going out like taking a step out there putting themselves out there maybe in an uncomfortable position where people are going to tell you no and try and build bridges i think that's going to do i i think that's going to be such a stronger approach than trying to get people to come to you because you've built the best xyz you know uh you know maybe maybe you get some collaboration if you do it that way but like going out and meeting people where they're at, trying to go out of your way to provide value there in order for some sort of, um, you know, mutual benefit uh, that we all, uh, that like both communities would receive. Anyways, um, I just love the guys at Mantidao. Uh, love what they've done to help build bridges uh, with uh, between Kujira and all the other ecosystems. And um, I'm really happy that Shade has also taken a similar approach to building relationships uh, with projects uh, in the cosmos. We've seen, um, you know, similar levels of success and um, like the, the the response from these communities has been overwhelmingly positive, which uh, was actually quite surprising to me. Um, yeah. So, so like, this is something I, I'm really interested to do in 2024 is like, App chains are going to keep getting pumped out. Hopefully, we also get more D apps getting pumped out. Um, not going to go down this rabbit hole, but uh, you know, greater collaboration between between projects, I think, is going to make the cosmos in general look way way better from like a developer standpoint than just like yeah, you get your sovereignty. It's like no, yeah, you get your sovereignty, but you also have this fucking huge field of collaboration um that is just ripe for the for the taking and those that take that step put themselves in a uncomfortable position uh to kick that off i think are going to prove to be in a much better position than those um who did not when this uh cycle changes yeah i think the landscape has definitely changed and people need to kind of get away and when i say people i mean like core teams and stuff like that like because I think like it's so funny because before the whole sales pitch was like, you know, build build in the Cosmos SDK, uh, have the ability to interconnect, but also like if you want, be sovereign in your in your own right and do whatever you want to do. And then we saw during that time, like we saw, you know, obviously Binance, uh, we saw Crypto.com, we saw these like great things happen and get built in like the great, uh, you know, have it your way, have it sovereign if you want, play out and play out really really well for those guys. Uh, happen. I think a lot of like maybe if they don't even want to admit it, but maybe like internally, a lot of core team members and founders were like, we could have that. We could have that dream where it's like, you know, we could be sovereign. We could have the best. We could have our cake and eat it too. And unfortunately, it's just like it's not the it's not the same landscape anymore. And so, collaboration and like true u- utilization of the IBC and, and app chain thesis, uh, you know, maybe not it is in its entirety, but like. 
in, in certain features and functions uh, when the benefit is uh, beneficial or mutual beneficial for all collaborators um, or participants. Like, I think that's going to be the way to go. Like you said, like the people are going to start having to realize like it's actually better to hold the hand of, of your neighbor uh, than, than fight against it and like try to be the single best thing in Cosmos. Yeah, the one chain that I'm like interested to see how they how they fare over the next year because they're taking a slightly different approach is like how DYDX fares. Now, DYDX is bigger than, you know, and they're generating more revenue than all the other chains and DApps in the Cosmos. So like, they're big enough right now to, you know, to where the argument of like, we don't necessarily need some of these smaller projects to like help us continue going. That being said, um, you know, you're just an island in, you know, in this fucking huge ocean at that point. Um, like Hawaii is great as an island. It's great. But how awesome would it be if it was a little bit closer to mainland U.S.? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now you you make a good point though, but and that's so few and far between where these in, these entities or protocols are big enough to be able to claim that and be able to be able to uh, position themselves that way. Like the vast majority of them in Cosmos are not. Like you, you like we. Uh, you know, I've been saying this for for Juno. Like it's like beggars can't be choosers, but it seems really funny that we're like we're very fucking picky. Like, like, you know, like, it seems like we're so fucking picky about stuff. And I get it. Like, I, I don't want to be reckless either, but like, we want to be smart about shit. But it's like so funny to see, not just Juno for that matter, too. It's like very much so a lot of other chains. But like, they're so goddamn picky. And it's like, are you, are you being fucking serious? Are you, you're like, you need a date. You need to go take those sixes and, and maybe even fives. Like, be happy with it. Go, go have fun. You get know? <laughs> Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll turn out to be a 10 yeah. or an 8 or something. I don't know. Yeah. And the one thing I'll say about, you know, chains that choose to um, to kind of go off on their own direction and, and kind of do their own thing, um, which, you know, to be honest, I think Juno, even though they, like in its earlier days, was much more like this, I'm on an island, like, I want people to come to me sort of and, you know, do things here uh, kind of stance. I think at least with some of their major D apps like Dowdow, um, they've done a great job with trying to reach out and provide this core functionality to other teams. Um, but I will say like, it is, even though it, this is the like scientist uh, in me talking here, but like, even if a chain or a D app wants to be like, self-serving and focus on itself and not try and you know spread their value proposition to others they become a really valuable uh data point for everyone else to compare to it's like obviously not all variables are the same but there are a lot of things you can glean from like the action and response for some of these things like uh what what was the prop whenever um Juno decided to take all the that Juno from the whale. Sixteen. Yeah. So like that was a huge experiment, and everyone in the cosmos was watching this to see how it happens. I'm sure there are other chains that had similar thoughts or or you know similar situations, and they had considered doing this. And for them, and for any income uh, like people coming after them, 
this is a moment for you to look back on in history and be like, okay, people tried doing this. How, how was this received? What was the outcome of this? Um, and again, not all, not all variables are the same when you're doing, you know, experiments, you want to try and keep as many variables constant as possible. Uh, but, um, you know, don't become a statistic. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm trying to advise. It's like, yeah, maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't, but I promise you when, if it doesn't, you're going to become a statistic for everyone else. It's like, Hey guys, let's make sure not to do this because you know, you see what happened. Um, not saying that that happened to Juno. Uh, this, that particular prop has always stuck out in my mind is like, Oh shit. We're about to fuck around and find out. It could have went both ways. Honest to God though. It really could have gone both ways. It could have been really, really bullish, but obviously it turned out to be very, very bearish. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people that like, they don't even need to know anything else. They don't even, you could be building the moon and sun and stars and a rainbow bridge between all of them and give everybody wings and say, fuck, this is where we are now. But you know, they don't care because prop 16 is there and like you fucked it up. Like, like to them, that's the end all be all. You don't need to say more. You're telling me that at any given time, like you, you took stuff from somebody else. You, you stole. That's like the, the whole ethos of crypto was, you know, what, what do we say all the time? Not your keys, not your coins. Like you just threw it out the window. You, you took that dog, kicked it, and then threw it out the damn window with the baby and the bathwater. Like you threw it all out. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know, in, in different arguments, and I've heard a lot of these guys say, uh, say it too. And you know, obviously, you saw it pass. So there was a lot of people at the same time that saw a huge benefit to actually voting that through, right? Now, not everybody, because there was some, like you said, some variables and not all variables are the same and stuff like that. But there was, there was a large part of the community too that said, I don't give a shit. Like it's worth the risk to take this entity or person or, or, or risk out of the chain in its entirety. And so like, I'm voting yes for it, right? Um, I don't know, like, it, it's, yeah, like you said, huge experiment. The best thing to do with experiments, no matter what the outcome is, is learn from it and if you keep repeating the same things purposefully like with intent because you didn't learn from the previous experiments of others and or yourselves you're just you're an idiot like yeah you're just an idiot like you know so like it's it is a data point to always reflect back on and touch on like i hope everybody the one good thing from juno that that people can take away regardless of how they feel about it universally everybody can just say we learned that we're never going to do that shit we're never going to like fuck with the immutability of someone's like uh, of the chain. Like that's, that's, that's a no, no, we're not doing that. We'll figure something else out. <laughs> Cause I can only imagine, could, could you, I, I can only imagine, I guess not. I was going to say, could you imagine, but where would Juno be if prop 16 didn't go through? Holy shit. Who knows? Yeah. Hard to say. Um, yeah, there's, and this makes me think about like, Governance in general, like governance of individuals, whether it be digital, um, uh, physical, like, or sorry, whether it be like decentralized organizations or it's more centralized organizations like a, a, a government, like, I think it's going to be really, really hard, if not impossible, to always ensure that like no one is wronged, that the right outcome always happens. So, like, I think that, you know, like, yeah, there, there's just too many unknowns and 
you know, I, I don't, I don't think anyone was acting maliciously for that prop or any props that were similar. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a big learning moment. And luckily with the cosmos, you have, you know, probably close to a hundred odd chains now that you can pull uh, experience and knowledge from. So I actually haven't checked. Mintscan is usually what I check, but Mintscan doesn't have everyone up there. Yeah, I think we lost our our host host. Uh, I actually do have to get going here, man. It's uh, pretty pleasant. Yeah, me too. It's about time to get back to some productive stuff. Love chat, you guys. <laughs> Alright guys, I'm out of here. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the maximum. Payments, red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting honest. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming Michelangelo. Bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt, we rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served